0: Hello, beautiful people. It is Thursday, June 30th, 2022. A Miss sports show on the internet and radio begins now.
1: Let's Let's ride ride into
0: some sports talk before a four-day weekend for your boys here.
2: (laughs) This fucking guy.
3: Still finding his way. Still finding his way. (laughs) Well, I, Bruce, it was getting louder after <laughs> I started
0: talking. I mean,
3: uh-huh. hey, you you doing? There hey, you, you go, Bruce. One, two, Bruce. Bruce in the
0: back. He's doing great at a lot of things right now. And if you ain't redlining... You ain't headlining. Bingo. DJ let me Vice said that, obviously, and Bruce, you've been crushing it. No yeah. worries. We'll start dancing. It's like shifting a gear in a car between the stick and the clutch. It's a little bit of a give and take here. We will find our groove like myself and at Nick Marotta, who used to run the audio of the show, who's sitting at the Toxic Table because Ty Schmidt just had a baby, have worked together so fantastically at Boston. Connor, the other member of the Toxic Table, and one half of the Hammer died. Dad Cowboys town. Diggs is here. Zito. Foxy, sitting in Gumpy's seat because he He was literally the only person sitting out there, especially Uh after intern left for a six day week, actually, sorry, 17 day weekend. (laughs) uh oh. <laughs> dirty good to see you back Yo, in the Gritty. building uh, yeah uh we appreciate you i believe bruce had your uh microphone muted welcome yeah, to the did. welcome to the jackpot bruce we are in the middle of uh the hot seat let's dive into it there's really nothing new happening in the sports world no. there's just been a continuation of previous stories that Ooh. we've had to talk about for months now it feels speaking of months june is basically over already whoa hello july hello fourth of july weekend and i I know there's you know a lot of people on the internet a contingency of people that are saying that we shouldn't celebrate 4th of July. What? I'd like to say that it is a happy birthday America. That's right. America not a perfect country. I hope we are getting better. As a country but I have been fortunate enough lucky enough to ride the coattails of other people to successful positions where I've been able and afforded the opportunity to travel the world and see other uh, countries and whenever you're in other countries I'm gonna be honest it's hard not to say I wish I could get back to America I know it isn't the pristine country that we all hope and dream for it to be and one day hopefully it will be and I feel like we are running towards those times but I do believe that our country serves a good purpose in this world there's a reason why there's issues with immigration and border because our country is still a beacon of light around the world to a lot of places. Even though if you live here there's a lot of ability to pick apart a lot of things that are uh, done and decisions that are made and we all get pissed off about it but I do believe there should be a little bit of a celebration for the United States because we are very lucky to live here and uh, I think if you've ever traveled the world you would agree with such a thing. It's not perfect Hopefully it will be someday, mm-hmm. uh, but I hope everybody has an incredible four-day weekend.
4: There's People saying we shouldn't celebrate July 4th? Uh, listen, Tone,
0: with your cowboy hat and the <laughs> yeah, accent exactly. that we have no idea how you picked up. Uh, <laughs> there, is, there is people. There is no <laughs> You're safe. right. Not everything's
4: uh-huh. perfect, but, I mean, we could be still be england with poor teeth okay yeah tea, mm. brushing tea off teeth with True. rocks yeah especially now that we're coffee guys so we can mm-hmm. celebrate that at least
0: yeah we can and also we can celebrate the good that has come from this country over Hell the yeah. years and uh, obviously there's other days for us to pick apart decisions and things that aren't great with this country uh and i think that should happen because i think whenever you're watching film or you're trying to get better at something you have to acknowledge the bad and see what the bad has done and then in the future not make the same mistake and hope Hopefully we get to that, uh, that point here in the United States, but I'm, I'm assuming there's always going to be fucking assholes I'm assuming there's always gonna be bad decisions made, but we can't let that drag all of us down because I feel like a lot of us, all of us, the majority of us here, are basically on the same page with most shit. Now, we come from 50 different countries, Mm -hmm. okay? In Europe, the size of states are different countries, full borders around them, different languages in some place. Here in the United States, we're massive. People that grew up in Miami are not gonna be able to see the world the exact same way as people that grew up in Pittsburgh, just like people in Southern California, in Portland, And then the fucking Rockies in the middle. Everybody's going to have a different perspective because of the backgrounds and the things that they've gone through to get to the point that they are. But I feel like a large majority of Americans, even though it's always headlined by the doofuses and assholes, a large majority of Americans want the same thing. That's respect. That's hope. That's opportunity. And I hope every single day we continue to drive towards that for literally every single human. And happy birthday to the United States of America. And that's why I will, you know, chug a brew or two for the red, the white. And the Blue Who this weekend.
4: What we should do is go to D.C. on July 4th and maybe bury the film of the last couple years. The game ball. The game ball. Here we go. Put it behind us. Bury the ball. Yes. Pull it behind us. MC D.C.
0: Yeah, but I feel like the last couple years have, in different spurts, in different parts of time, have proved that, hey, we're all pretty much on the same side. Yeah. And then... Boom! Something happens. It's like, yeah. Now we gotta go. To, now we gotta go against each other. All of a sudden, because we're a better person than you uh, uh, are. Have, have to do. It. Have to, yeah. It's literally like butch. These people yeah. are just losing their mind. <laughs> and, and then something will happen, and perspective will get put back into place, and it feels like everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can all do that. And then uh, once again, it can't help itself. But boom! Oh, I fucking hate you. I knew you were a piece of shit this whole time. And then again, things come together. We're all on the same playing field. We're all going through the same thing together. Oh my god, this all stinks for everybody. Oh, we're actually seen a little bit of progress, and then boom! Something happens, and it's like, da-da-da-da-da. So we just got to remember that there have been moments over the past couple years where we have seen our country at its absolute worst, Mm -hmm. but I do believe there are some moments where we've seen our country at its absolute best, too. And uh, we have to remember that as we go forward. And I am an eternal optimist, and I assume at one point in my lifetime, I'm 35, I lived hard back in the day, who knows how long I'm going to live, but I think at one point in my lifetime we will see a, hopefully a harmonic society here in the United States, of america yeah
3: well said, it's well said. changed the last few years
0: because i i don't think celebrating fourth of july is saying hey we're perfect yeah no it's more so what now i will say as the son of a truck driver um who has been very lucky to experience pretty much every socioeconomic status there is in the united states I have a lot more empathy for a lot of people in different positions than people that are maybe born in one step of the ladder and haven't really experienced it. So I've been very lucky to experience the life in which I've experienced it, where I've you know, smoked blunts with dudes from Compton oh, yeah. and drank wine with billionaires. Uh, I've said that before, but it's real. I'm very fortunate to see a lot of people side. So when people are, like, pissed off, I'm like, oh, I understand. I, I completely understand. And then when somebody says they're reasoning, they're, that doesn't mean that I dis, don't disagree. I disagree with a lot of fucking things that are said and done by people. But I, I feel like I've gotten um, a behind-the-curtain look at why some people view something some ways in... I am very fortunate for that. I've been the only Caucasian at numerous cookouts. I've been the only white trash person at some galas. I mean, I have, I'm, I've been very lucky to seem behind the curtains at a lot of things. And I just think we all have a lot in common. And uh, I think one day that will all fucking shine through every single day. I hope, I hope, instead of these fucking doofuses uh, that, you know, do you think Goodall, Commissioner Goodall? <laughs> Do you think that this is a proper use of taxpayer money? Um, what we're doing here today? Are you asking... Uh, Roger Goodell, speechless for the first time. Yeah. Talking to me. Are you talking to me? Yeah. I don't think it's my job to talk about what taxpayer... Money. You're right. It's not. So let me use this time that we have in the middle of everything going on in the world right now. A lot. We are more... Um, I don't want to say woke because that is such a, Mm. such a tired word Mm. right now. Aware, but we are more aware of everything going on in the world because everything's in our hands. Yeah. So all of the world's crises, we are seeing, acknowledging, and realizing at a rate that we have never had in the past. Mm -hmm. So whenever you do see something like that, I can appreciate whenever a politician says like, with all the shit we got going on, we're worrying about fucking Roger Goodell and a guy who's currently parked his yacht at Napoleon's Island. We can assume that that guy is a problem, but why are we doing this? And it's all a shit show. But we gotta remember the shit show of politics has nothing to do with the majority of us humans. And I think we're getting a couple steps closer to that every single day we go by. Anyways, we are a sports show, so let's start diving into the sports. Um, hot dog eating contest right around the corner. Okay. okay. Oh, it's good, Jay. Hey, now we're talking. Hey, here we go. And the man that does the introductions for those that are yeah. eating in this hot dog eating contest on ESPN on 4th of July is worthy of a conversation. This is maybe the greatest ring announcer. Mm-hmm. In the history of ring announcing, oh, really? Yeah. Now Samantha Irvin, WWE SmackDown Friday Night, she's very fucking. Ta- Her she has pipes. Nice. Yeah, top oh, tier. I mean, she has pipes, and she has like a, a singing voice. So whenever she intros people, you hear that come out, and there's like mm-hmm. different. It's like holy fuck. Very talented. Very talented, and uh, old Cuzzy with the UFC, who were big Bruce, Bruce Buffer, Bruce Buffer. He has great pipes, mm. does an incredible job. We got nothing but respect for him. The other buffer, Michael, who, mm-hmm. who they found out after years and years and years and wild. years and years of life that they were actually related and the pipes were the thing that kind of brought them together. Did not know they were family members whenever they were growing up though, getting into the profession. Just two different Seems paths. Wild. Yeah. Then they this 23 and me and they've turned Holy out they shit. were not related to that doctor in Indiana. Thank but God. they were, thank God, a lot of people were. But they were related to each other via their father or something like that. with different, So whatever the case. They are all incredible.
2: The Fink, Howard Finkel.
0: Great, legendary, OG. When you watch this 4th of July hot dog eating contest, the introduction is a show. Got a star. And it deserves to be treated as such. ESPN kind of rushed it last time. They were they had the camera on the person he was introducing mm-hmm. and he was giving 45 second to minute yeah. introductions of every one of them. So they're sitting there uncomfortably and awkward. Let's know that we got a star mm-hmm. in the intro game okay. and let's go ahead and build some, you know, content around that and let's know that Indiana native, Indiana citizen, Joey Josh Chestnut's going to fucking break the record. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's have a weekend. Huh? Yeah, Summer sure. Slam you are money in the bank i'm sorry not summer slam mm-hmm. summer slam is one month from today
3: here we go Whew. now
0: we go 31 days though so, yeah. around the corner so, one month in a day mm-hmm. yeah. it's coming real quick real quick a lot of time though a lot of time plenty money in the yeah. banks this weekend
3: Yep. Mm-hmm. ufc 276 yep. is this weekend what? the hot dog eating contest
0: yep. is monday and we are
3: 70 days away from nfl football let's go this no is the time deal. to be alive. no big deal
0: what are we on monday
3: on Monday, oh, we will be 9, eight, seven, 66 <laughs> days away from NFL football. Course. We will not be live,
0: uh, but you will have to put out a good American 4th of July. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 66 days. Barry
3: Lemieux days away. Yeah. The big yeah. guy. Yeah, maybe he's not American. Barry's or a zone. football player. Yeah, Maybe a football player. There's no
2: 66s. Uh, Shane Lemieux plays for the New York Giants offensive line.
3: Boom, 66. So maybe a Lemieux wearing 66 on Monday.
0: With Mount Rushmore in the back with fireworks and like an American flag. Yeah, okay, perfect. Maybe Fourth an eagle. Oh.
3: Maybe Chestnut eating his 66th hot dog. Oh. exactly I can put us 66 days Sorry. till NFL football yeah. of him eating the dog. Happy 4th of July. Yeah, but if anything like last year, there's a chance that the broadcast cuts out and we actually don't oh, see him oh, yeah. eating the 66th hot dog. Hopefully not, though. Hey, different year, new how about, year. How
0: about them setting themselves up for failure? Because the ticker was just rolling. Yes, yep.
3: still going. Ticker, no problem at yeah. all.
0: Screen frozen. Can't
3: see a goddamn thing.
0: So, now, I don't know where they do that at. I, in New York, Bruce, where does that take place at? Over uh, there?
3: That's on Coney Island, so, like, the very end of Brooklyn.
0: Okay, the very end okay. of Brooklyn. And it is, is it by boat, or is it its own, it's uh, it's uh, more of a...
3: It, it is a beach, and there's, like, uh, the cyclone, like, a uh, roller coaster type deal. It's like a boardwalk experience. Okay. And there's a massive... Uh, Nathan's like brick-and-mortar hot dog stand, uh, and that's where they do the contest.
0: Okay, so the uh, it's not an island then. What is Florida?
3: Peninsula. peninsula.
0: So this is Coney Peninsula at the end of Brooklyn?
3: Yeah, yeah
2: essentially. It's kind of like a pier. Is it a pier? Yeah, yeah. It's like okay. a boardwalk. You can take the subway. It's like the last
1: stop on the subway.
0: See, in my head, the reason why the tech wasn't working because the island was off. Oh, yeah, That'd make more sense. They had to send the thing through the water. It's not, though. It's walkable. It is uh, <laughs> a peninsula or an archipelago.
4: Sure. Group of islands. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's my favorite land formation.
3: Like the, the Galapagos, The Caribbean. I it's, like a
4: good mesa, personally.
0: What's that? It's
2: like a, it's like a plateau, almost. It's yeah. All, all all the almost the like a mountain, but like flat top. Shit
3: ton in Arizona. What? Yeah.
0: That was like one month of our education. You remember that? I remember. Figuring out how, many, how much water was on each side. Oh, yeah. What's the shape of it? Trick mm-hmm. questions at places we'll never go to. Yeah, or remember ever. Mm-hmm. That was a whole, like... That was like a month, month and a half of my life. Yeah. I, I feel was like a That year. was right in our sweet, our suite, in our,
4: suite, in our fucking house. So, what's that? Yeah, that. Yeah, geography was. That was something you could.
0: That was something you could look at, mm-hmm. learn, and then <laughs>
2: geography of, bull champ. Eighth grade, yeah. no big deal. Exactly.
0: Belize still use the information. Belize second largest coral reef in the world, down there. Yeah. Largest.
3: You great know. great well, Barrier for now. Australia. That's right. What are you saying? Unfortunately, Tony.
4: Tone That's, This is not a tone No, this is not tone. a tone thing oh. this not Fourth a tone of July thing. weekend no. I know We
3: did have quite an existential crisis this morning Regarding stuff like the barrier reef and Who climate change Tony and myself actually I think just us two what are you guys talking, what are you guys, in your fear, living in your fears? We right? know, we, right? we, we put, put no. over
4: under on civilization slash the world 10 years. Oh,
0: so you are living in your fears,
4: right? <laughs> we're we're not you, living we, in the fears. Ten, thriving in the fears, maybe.
0: 10 years, what's this whole thing? It's, for, it's like, week I just gave a whole speech yeah. about how, like, in my lifetime.
4: I know, but exactly. the aliens, and we got a fucking food crisis. Aliens. Hey, oh, hey by the way, the aliens,
0: <laughs> the aliens people are going to have to just swallow a lot. The people that are super anti they're their sightings every night now.
5: Yeah, yeah boom, it's bad. Boom, boom,
0: boom, boom, boom. They're everywhere right now. Yeah. And there's a reason the government decided to release some of the information. Like, oh, I think we should get in front of this. Seems like they either got drones, that they are coming here on a very regular basis mm-hmm. all of a sudden. What does that mean? What if they're coming here and saying, hey, listen, we need your coal and we need your oil.
4: Have you there's seen? A chance.
0: West Virginia, open back up. <laughs> yeah. Let's Fired all, up. Their planet has run out. They just sent some people over. They need our shit now. What is it about? I don't uh,
4: know. Have you seen the movie Independence Day? So first Bill's of all
0: myth. that just made me think about
4: It's a good
2: weekend a for great it. song. Willard.
6: Yeah.
0: that was a banger. You remember when on that one song? Lucy? Yeah, hell yeah! That was before Boosie went to jail, yeah. Then Boosie came out, and Boosie has become an internet yes, icon. Still crushing. Absolutely living on the internet, doing it. But uh, I do believe I've seen Independence Day. Will Smith saves the world.
2: Mm-hmm. And your yes. your guy Jeff Goldblum, mostly Goldblum, but yeah. Yeah.
0: What does Will do? Will does something. He, he does like the Men in flies. Black thing, but he, he shoots flies. the thing. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, get he crushes. It. All right, let's move on to some sports. Anyways, it does feel like you two need to stop living in your fears. All right. This show All right. is a mental vacation. As we live forever. Mm-hmm. They're creating stuff for us to live until we're at least 200 yeah yeah okay Ugh. so let's That's keep definitely it
3: going. for us oh. for like
2: elon or on. bezos 200 years old what a nightmare
0: yeah, you you always say that super negative stuff. Yeah. I'm drinking this <laughs> because I want to live forever. Keep drinking I'd that. You're to be
2: waking up with poop in your bed every night when you can't control your bowels anymore at the age of 140.
0: No, that's what this medicine's about, to keep your yeah. bladder together and to butthole tight. I that hope works. so. It actually says, butthole tight after 120, take this yeah. pill. Be tight 12. Yeah, what are you even talking about, dude? I'm sick of all this it's shit. Hey,
3: no, I, I hope this is the case. I'd love to live to 200. Listen, but man. news
0: via rap and...
3: Puberty? Pe- P? Yeah, Puberty, puberty? Yeah. yeah. Puberty. Medicine that yeah. could let humans
0: sources. live to.
2: <laughs> puberty is a great account. I yeah, enjoy it, a it, it, that right? Right, slow it slow too. It but what, what do we do? We're taking meme facts again from Connor over
0: there. No, everybody. that's meme a checked fact. meme, He's a meme fact. He's doing bullshit meme facts. Yeah. These are checked meme facts. Mine
3: come via grape juice, boys.
0: Medicine, <laughs>
3: exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's different.
0: And what's that other guy who's got the diamond tester? That's your guy.
3: Oh, I love that guy. That guy's a superhero. Speaking of living till two hundred, that guy's living to till two. 200. What's that guy's name? Does any
0: of us remember this guy's name? No, I didn't even think he Absolutely. had a name. I thought
3: he was just like a character, and he doesn't actually have anything. There's
0: a uh, like Malibu's most wanted type guy on the internet, um, currently Caucasian guy with yeah. an oversized grill. who has a crown. He has more diamonds and jewels. All real. He showed up in my Explore page, and I'll tell you what, I spent good two, three hours on this guy. Yeah. And he got that diamond t- uh, tester mm-hmm. on his thing every yeah. single time. It's real. Do we have his name, this guy's name? Uh, I, I wish we could. He's a uh, superhero. T- we should give him a little respect. Anyways, let's move on to some sports.
3: I mean. What? It'd be cool to go through that guy's profile now. but No, yeah. no, no, no. We
0: can't spend the whole.
4: <laughs> is,
3: is he diamond tester kid? He might be
4: tiktok user is he tiktok oh, user no no right? it's instagram
0: i sent it into the group
3: yeah it's got dog. like ninety thousand followers on i have IG. a little respect uh, um, this guy's the next big thing yeah he's a
0: dog the absolute dog, dog. all right 20 minutes in now we'll start uh, the show we are currently in the middle of up to something season Ooh. it is in full swing and uh i'm very excited about it i'm pumped about it it's not just for me and uh not just for me personally not just for this show for things in this office as oh. well. Whoa. Hey, there's a lot cooking right now. An umbrella. Let's go. Let's enjoy this entire thing. Let's live forever. Let's go. Let's not have conversations about the world and civilization ending in 10 years. No, please not. I'll be 45. I'm just hitting my stride when it comes Guess business what? wise. Yes,
4: we, we, we live more than 10 years. I'm happy.
0: That's right. Good expectations. There you so go. Well, Thanks, it's Andy. like Y2K. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody was dead. Y2K. And then when 2001 hit, they already worn off the perspective that they thought they were going to die the year before.
4: You know I mean. So Big expect the worst.
0: Joining us now. Well, you shouldn't
4: do that. That's just how I keep myself happy, Pat.
0: Hey. Whatever keeps you happy. Thank you. Happy Fourth of July. Happy
3: Fourth of
4: July. July. All
0: right, joining us now is a uh, a friend of the program. Hell yeah. Man who played in the NFL for nine years, mm-hmm. host of the Man to Man podcast, Everything DB. Can't wait to hear his thoughts on everything happening around the NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, Darius Butler. Yeah,
7: so, What's up, fellas? Hey, how uh, Y2, Y2K was scary shit, too. I remember that.
0: <laughs> I do too. We all thought we were dead. I was a little kid. Yeah. We went. There was a little. Um, there was like a Y2K party. So everybody, who do you want to die with? Well, <laughs> certainly not this party. But I guess this is where my parents wanted to go.
2: Did you turn the lights off at midnight? What do you mean? I don't remember. Everything. I did. It was a cool trick. Oh, it's. Everybody, everybody was celebrating thought you were and not turning the lights off. <laughs> gotcha. Frank Morales. He was pissed. Yeah, Dude, not geez. happy.
0: I remember that. that was a real deal. People thought everybody was dead then, d But uh, like that was. Worldwide, I think at that time, I think it was worldwide death at that point.
7: Well, I, I mean, it depends on where you were at, you know, cause some people were ahead of us and they already knew, hey, everything's <laughs> all right. But I thought once that shit hit 2000, the computer's gonna be fucked up, everybody's money was gonna be gone. Uh, I thought everything was bad. I had a whole high school career in front of me, man. I was, uh, I was a little distraught, but you know, it seemed working out 22 years later. A little scary right now.
0: Well, that's that's literally what (laughs) led us to this conversation. Connor and Diggs were sharing their emotions to each other earlier in the office, I guess, about how they uh, give a projection of 10 more years, society exists. I'm like, Jesus. Uh. I hope not. You need to not be so negative and stop living in your fears. Uh, let's move on, D-Butt. You look fantastic. Great to chat with you. Um, Kareem Hunt chit-chatted about the Deshaun Watson, Jacoby Brissett offense that they have. Overall, Hunt did acknowledge that waiting out a decision on Watson has been stressful on the team and organization overall, considering it's hard to know what the offense will look like while awaiting a possible suspension for Watson. Yeah, it's definitely stressful for them, he said. It's tough because they're trying to figure out what pieces they've got for the season and what plays they want to put it. You know, they There's different plays for Deshaun, Jacoby Brissett, different playbook, different things we can do at quarterback. Jacoby, although uh, the Colts had him running for, like, goal line stuff, he's not as – yeah, he won't take the set shot. Sean Watson can move a lot better than Jacoby Brissett can, so we assume Ke- uh, Kevin Stefanski would take care of that. The interesting combo there, I think, that everybody will take from it. Not a mention of Baker Mayfield at all. So we're on the outside looking in, going, well, if they suspend Deshaun Watson for a season, they're paying Baker. Maybe Baker will play, and everybody's like, nah, the fence has been mended. But oh, maybe, maybe he didn't even allude to that, Darius. That offense is moving on. And what are your thoughts with Jacoby as a quarterback for a portion of the season next year in that roster? You think? Think they'll have a chance? You think they'll be in position if Deshaun comes back late or not at all next year?
7: Yeah, I think uh, I think Andrew Berry's done a uh, done a great job building around that quarterback position, um, so that whoever comes in there, you can still win games. Obviously, you got your defense, but offensively, you invested a ton of money into the offensive line. You got one of the best backfields behind you. you brought in Amari uh, Cooper. You locked up your tight end David and Joku So um, you, he just he's done all the right things around that quarterback position. It's not like you know Jacoby is just you know, some slap trying to figure it out. Like, Jacoby's been around this league for a while. You can Slappy. win with Jacoby Brissett <clears throat> playing quarterback, um, especially if he's going into a season. And, like, they're having two different game plans. You got one game plan for Brissette, um to be the guy. So, uh, at least for 8, 10, possibly 12 games, who knows how this whole Deshaun Watson thing um, is ultimately going to play out. But I think uh, both sides are moving on, you know, from the Baker Mayfield situation. Now, if it is a situation where Deshaun is out of there indefinitely or for a year, Maybe it's a different conversation there with Baker Mayfield, but if I had to place a bet right now, I would say uh, Mayfield is starting for another team uh, come September. You think uh, week one he's starting for another team? Yeah, I think week one. I mean, it's still teams out there that he would be a a big upgrade. You know, obviously Seattle and Carolina would be the the two that jump out. Um, Even uh, maybe even the Giants would be a team that he could play on. But um, some people around you know league circles don't think he's mature and all these other different things. But he's talented. as uh, a healthy quarterback, and I've been sitting on this show for months. I still think he's, you know, around that 20, top 20 range type of guy. Uh, now, you said, Especially what, top five that first time? Yeah, top five. Yeah,
0: top Do you remember five.
3: you said Baker mm-hmm. was top mm-hmm. five? Right a- after Darnold, I think. What's the? Hey, he
7: said, Baker, definitely better than Darnold. Yeah. That banker top no, five. Yeah. five. Top five. Top five. five. I, stand, I stand on that. Huge upgrade. Big upgrade over Sam Dillon. I, I will stand on that. Golden Tate has
0: come out and to your Giants point, he said that he feels incredibly bad for Daniel Jones. Yeah. Just list it off like, I honestly feel bad for Daniel. Tate uh, told New Jersey Advance Media on Wednesday. Okay, of course. He was drafted into a rebuilding organization for one, had Pat Shermer for a year, and then got Joe Judge for two years. Now another head coach and another rebuild going into his fourth season. He hasn't had Saquon, Golden Tate, Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard. No no one is ever on the field at the same time. And then on top of that, he had the clapper. Jason Garrett is his offense coordinator, and that probably <laughs> didn't help much. That is uh, from inside the building. Golden Tate is not playing baseball, I believe, and he's having success at it. He was in there for a couple years with Daniel Jones. I know this is kind of like the Sam Darnold thing, right, with the Jets almost. Have you watched a film on Daniel Jones, and do you think he is just a product, or do you think his uh, his ceiling is nowhere near as high as it should be to be a starting quarterback in the NFL?
7: I mean, he's he's talented. Obviously, you don't get drafted that high if you're not. Um, but he's a situ- He's got to be in a situation like the Browns. You know, you got everything kind of uh, built around. You. He's not going to make the team around him better. He's not going to make uh, whoever's out there on the field. He's just going to make them better players. Make the offense move, win games because of Daniel Jones. He's just not that player. Um, he's super athletic. Uh, as, as he can he can make plays with his legs, but just. His consistency—the only thing he's been consistent with—is is, is turning the ball over. Unfortunately, though, know, fumbling the balls, uh, doing things like that. And as a quarterback, that's number one. Take care of the damn ball. So it's been tough on him, and it has been—he has been dealt a bad hand. But when you get drafted high as a quarterback, that's the case for a lot of a, a lot of players. So I can't say I feel um, bad for him necessarily. But um, this should be a good team. You got Brian Dayball coming over. You saw the jump that uh, Josh See, Allen I mean, made throughout his early career with Brian Dayball as the OC. So with uh, Dayball running things for Daniel Jones now, maybe we get the best version of Daniel Jones. Uh, or maybe Tyrod Taylor's in there. Maybe they make a move for Baker Mayfield. Who knows? But they got to do something out there in New York.
0: Uh, the only thing he has really been consistent at is fucking giving <laughs> the ball to another team. <laughs> that,
7: is, Yikes. that is a absolutely fumbling man i I, I don't think i've ever seen a quarterback fumble the ball as much as that and hit his over and rushing
0: yards hey he always hits the over and rushing yards because he's scrambling doing his thing he has a lot of carson wentz in him but a lot of people say like he was forced to because there's no offensive line no real weapons they're in turnover there's a lot of excuses right when things don't go well for almost everybody were you when did you come to the colts 13 or 12 12 so Uh, luck's rookie year yeah so that i think It's going to be hard, I guess, for us to have a real judgment on a lot of things. I watched Andrew take a team that was very injured on offense, the side of the ball, brand new offense. Literally nobody knew the offense. We had turnover all over the place. And Andrew, like, put a cape on almost in fucking... carried that team as a rookie and it was like oh this is a guy and then some people are like that some people aren't some people take some time to develop into that what do they say Peyton didn't win a, a playoff game for six years or something yeah. like that michael jordan didn't win his first championship till like year seven or something mm-hmm. like that but in the world that we're in now especially in new york if daniel jones gets any time uh like any more growth time it's going to continue to get ugly i think publicly as a perception for him well maybe day ball can turn him into josh allen oh. hey
7: I mean, that would be big. Uh, that would be a big task. But Luck was, you know, he's one of those rare. <laughs> That's rare. a rare find is, is is he was different. It didn't matter who was on offense, who was blocking for him, who he was handing the ball off to, Um, you had a chance to go out there and win every Sunday. He was special, man. He, he did that from his rookie year. And then every year, you know, you saw him uh, add things on and get uh, get better. He got, took a step in the playoffs every year, and then obviously he started getting banged up. And I couldn't keep him out there and staying healthy. But uh, Luck is different. And, and, you know, you see a lot of Trevor Lawrence was another, is another player who's kind of been put in that class. You know, the Peyton Manning, the Andrew Lux. Uh, But it's tough. It's tough. Every position in the NFL is a dependent position, including the quarterback. You got to have good people in the front office. You got to have good coordinators calling plays. You got to bring in talent. You got to have a good defense that can stop somebody and get you the ball back. Uh, So it's a lot of things that are at play. And it's rare that you find a guy like, you know, Andrew Luck or Cam Newton on the top of the drive that can really turn things around. How about a good building,
0: too? I think you need a good building. Like, I I think you need it to win in the NFL, don't you? Because everybody has players. It's like, how do you consistently win? I think you need, like, everything. The culture is not just the locker room. The culture, I think, is the entire building. Do you agree
7: with that? I agree with that for sure. I mean, you got to like... We spend more time with each other than we do our families through, throughout that stretch. Once you check in for training camp, like it, everything is built around football from, from there on, until February. And uh, so you got to like those guys that you're spending all those hours with. Um, and if you like the guys you're playing next to, you play harder for each other. You, you trust them more. It's a lot that goes into playing, you know, uh, obviously the game of football and, and you can see. I feel like you can see good cultures from a mile away. Yeah, like the Ravens, for instance, is a great culture. The Bills be a great culture, regardless of what's going on outside of the building or who's been, Patriots, what's been said about obviously. who. You can tell those guys got each other's back from the top down. And culture also is about communication. You know how streamlined is that communication uh, from the top down. That's why the Patriots uh, dominated for so long because the message was never changed from. You know, it was craft, then you got Bill, and that's then true. Bill made sure the message got, the same mm-hmm. message got um, from the top down to everyone. So that, that's very, very important. Obviously, everyone is talented. Everyone has talented coaches, (laughs) talented players, draft, free agency. Everybody has all those same things, but the culture is uh, the difference a lot of times.
0: Hey, transparency is such a good way to build trust, especially in the modern world. You know, a little vulnerability, a little, uh, hey, this is what we're thinking, this is why we're doing it. I think that's why a lot of the younger coaches and younger GMs seem to be having a little quicker success with the modern-day athlete. I enjoy watching businesses piece together what they think is going to be the right mixture, though. You know, and then, like you said, from a mile away, I think you can you could spot a you could spot a bad decision maker from a mile away too. It's like, oh, somebody's making fucking bad decisions over there. Mm -hmm. This little decision led to this decision, and once it starts seeping in, it's over. And then you get the coach start kicking the kicker. You know, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Losses. I was gonna ask you guys. You got to be
7: able to empower other people too, man. Like good leaders and decision makers. That doesn't mean you're 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 the smartest guy in the room. Like you shouldn't be the smart you shouldn't even feel like you're the smartest person in the room when it comes to every decision. You know, somebody knows marketing, somebody knows sales, somebody knows this, somebody knows that. And you gotta be willing to listen to those people, empower those people, and that goes with your players as well. Sometimes you may come in with a game plan, and if freaking Jordan Poirier comes in and says hey coach, now nah, this, this ain't this, this we should do something completely different this week because of XYZ. That's a conversation you have as opposed to saying Nah, we're going to do it this way because of boom, boom, boom. So uh, it's, it's a lot that goes into those things. But. You should definitely empower people to make their
0: decisions. And if they know the deal. But if numerous decisions they have made is not great. <laughs> also take that into account. Yep. I think a good leader has to do that. Like there are some people in this office. Of I will go directly to on a piece of information. And I know they're the right person to ask, because maybe in the past I've asked other people and uh, <sighs> Haven't got the answer that mm-hmm. is the right one. So it's like, <laughs> if I have a tech issue, I might have used to go to Connor. Hey, Connor, sure. what are you thinking? And Connor would give me a straight faced answer and it would be 100% wrong, mm-hmm. but he would step right in the batter's box Absolutely. and take a massive hack. Always. Well, I think if you just connect this to this and this to this, that's how it works at least. I just, yeah, I just Googled it. It says that's it. And then that's wrong like three, four times straight. And you're like, okay, so I'm going straight to Zito every fucking time. Hey, Zito, why is this happening? And Zito's like, Ah, let me figure it out. I'm like, thank you, Zito, because Connor just put us uh, in a little bit of a rut. Now, that did not happen three to four times because I'm not that big of a stooge. But I think that is a real thing that has to happen, and it happens in NFL buildings all the time. And uh, even the smallest decisions, you know, Uh, clothes, practice schedules, uh, where you're going to travel, when you're going to travel, how you're going to travel, food, like, there's just so much that goes into a season. I don't know if it gets talked about how vast it is and how many people have to fucking really do their job well for your team to succeed. And some of those buildings, I don't think they put enough respect on it all either. And they're gonna suck forever.
7: Mm-hmm. I think they're
0: gonna suck <laughs> forever, Gary.
7: Uh, yeah, cause you, you can definitely empower the role of people. You see those coaches who get a bigger job or a bigger role, and it's like, oh shit, you know, they were, and so, uh, <laughs> you know, obviously love Chuck. Chuck Pagano, we talked about luck coming in as a rookie and making those steps in the playoffs. That doesn't happen uh, without a coach like Chuck either. But I remember towards the end, you know, me and uh, Coach Bergato would have a, a lot of conversations. He would always go back, man. I just miss fucking calling defense, man. Yeah. I just been in there with the guys, dialing up blisses, doing that, and uh, all those things you talked about. Now the head coaches are in on all those conversations and decisions. And some of them are like, man, I just want to do what got me here, the football stuff, and the other stuff gets in the way. So, yeah, I'm with you there.
0: A lot of shit that goes into the entire season, and how do we get through it as smooth as possible with as high of a success rate as possible? Uh, And everybody's trying to figure it out, and there's only been one team for 20 years that was able to do it. That's right. Uh, But just like d bud said, they had it figured out. <laughs> well, they're already. You know, back. It's easy to figure out when you got a guy who can throw <laughs> a football to the moon. Well, know? he's already. And back. Cur- hey. currently on a yacht right now. I don't you know, know what I mean? Uh, go ahead, Tony.
4: based off of that, like, and we were talking about it earlier. Like, it was a literal shit show last year. Like, can you judge Trevor Lawrence at all off of his rookie year? And then also, when you guys traveled during the summer, did you bring your helmet and pads with you to work out wherever you guys were traveling? Well, there's know. this one
0: time I went to <laughs> Monaco and you're talking about russ
7: wilson it sounds like god beautiful backdrop gorgeous backdrop and russ is different and i told you guys this right he's different i saw him in in vegas at a hotel and he literally had four or five he had team three with them working out in a hotel in vegas it's a different level level of dedication obviously his budget is a little different i'm sure he's traveling Uh with you know, for whatever he needs, but uh, shout out to Russ, man. Obviously, never got themselves uh, a winner. But uh, what was the first question you asked, Tom? I'm sorry, Trevor Lawrence's
4: rookie year. Can you, I, Trevor Lawrence's rookie year. Can you judge it? Oh, at yeah, yeah, yeah.
7: so uh, it, it's hard to judge that obviously with Urban Meyer being there, and he obviously was not the right person to empower and put in the head coach position and make a bunch of those decisions, um, around the building. Uh, but looking at Trevor Lawrence and his on field play. He just kind of looked like he was a, a, a tick behind and you see that a lot with a lot of young players oh, um quarterbacks as well and even when you're that highly regarded so i think with doug peterson coming in um it'll be a, a he'll make a huge step in his second year uh you can still see the talent there he still has the arm strength he still can make the throws he's still athletic as hell but now you got more weapons around him and you got a quarter a quarterback whisper as they call him. You saw the step that Carson Wentz made from year one to year two. Yeah, so I yeah. think we'll see a big difference and uh, Trevor Lawrence and his play on the field and probably even him uh, as a pro off the field too. There's a lot. It's a lot that comes with being a uh, professional quarterback.
0: Obviously, you played corner nickel and safety in the NFL. So, you know, the secondary very well. I think I have said this time and time again here. I got a chance to watch your football IQ on display. in basically every team meeting we had every season, it was unbelievable. And it's because the film study that you have. There, whenever you said Trevor Lawrence is like a tick behind, that is directly a DB film room. That Like, that's what you guys are waiting on, right? Like, that is yeah. exactly what you're preying on. And that comment that you just made isn't abnormal for a young quarterback, but it is something that will fucking ruin your career if you continue
7: to do so, right? Yeah, definitely not abnormal, but you got You got to grow from. Him. I'm sure he did a lot of self scouting, and it was so many distractions outside of the building um, down there. You know, obviously you guys know people down there. I know people down there. It, it's just you can't have that going on in a professional environment when you're going out there every Sunday competing against the best of the best. So, um, you know, he'll he'll. I think he he has not. I think I know he has the talent to fix those things, and that's all between the years. It's all about feeling as a quarterback. As a player in the NFL, to really make plays, but especially as a quarterback, you got to anticipate things. You can't wait for guys to come open. You can't see a coverage and then decide, okay, no people always talk about reading coverages. You can't get into a middle of a snap and read a coverage 30 times dropping back. The best quarterbacks, they know where they're going to ball 80% of the time before the ball is even snapped based off what they see across from them. So as a DB, you're going to try to take advantage of that. You're going to show them different disguises Mm -hmm. pre-snap. Um, you know you have an ability to make plays on a lot of balls last year that you may not have uh, the same ability this year. So I'm excited for Trevor Lawrence uh, getting Peterson out there, getting this guy back there too, Etienne, who will be a a, a dump-off guy who can do things out as a receiver and a running back. Um, I think they did some great things in Jacksonville this offseason.
0: Um, That's so fascinating. Think about how pre-snap – That's why Aaron and Tom and Peyton pre-snap, they're snapping that ball at like three seconds, four seconds. I mean, that is two seconds, one second. They are trying to get as much of a read as possible on what you're about to do, and then they know, okay, I'm going here, so I'm going to look this way for the first probably drop back of this whole thing, and then this should be wide open. And that's when it's like... They have to have so much fun doing that. Like, think about Aaron's. How much fun do you think Aaron has just being like, oh, these guys trained (laughs) for fucking 40 hours this week, and uh, I just, I know exactly what they're going to do. You guys, like, that has to be so much fun. How long does that take for guys, you think? And is is there anything defenses can do if a quarterback has a great read on the D?
7: Yeah, you got to take, because... You're going to mess up. Nobody's perfect, but when they do mess up, you got to take advantage of it. Like Patrick Mahomes is is a great example of that. He's a guy that his talent is just unbelievable. But there, he's going to give you a few opportunities a game, and you got to take advantage. You can't drop a pick that 15 throws uh, between your numbers because two three plays later, he's probably going to make a 50 yard uh, play on the money. So a guy like Aaron Rodgers, uh, Tom Brady. You know, these guys have just seen so much over and over and over and over again. Like as a player, they're not even necessarily playing, you know, the number of the jerseys that are out there. They've they've seen these coordinators grow up. They know the coordinators, like what system they're coming from, what do they do different uh, from, you know, uh, whatever old uh, coordinator that is taken from. So they're playing a different game, quarterback. The good ones are playing chess um, as a defense. I was talking to my young guy uh, the other day about this. As a defense, if I'm a defensive coordinator, I got 11 guys out there. Most of them, eight, nine of them maybe, I want to just play checkers. Just know your assignment. <laughs> be where you're supposed to be. Don't mess up. Do your job. You, do your job. You got two, three players on your defense who may be playing chess as well. You have your Tyran Matthews. You have maybe it's a T.J. Watt, a Minka Fitzpatrick, whoever it is they're playing a different level of football, and those are the guys that make those crazy plays week in and week out. So you got checkers players you got chess players. To be a good quarterback, you have to be a good chess player. You may be doing things in the second quarter that you're just setting up for maybe a two-minute drive that you're going to need at the end of the game. So it's a different level, and these guys, I mean, they've been doing it for so long, it's special special to watch.
0: That's why, like, Ed Reed and Troy Polamalu and them, I mean, there's a play call, I guess, but... Uh, they do whatever the fuck
7: they want. That is, I'll see it. I mean, fucking Troy. Why, mm. dude? Troy, yeah, Troy. So his instincts were unbelievable. <laughs> every, yeah, I'd every, say D by every. He made a play on Peyton actually. Yeah, that play. So that that's no, that the epitome fucking, of playing yeah. chess because Peyton is coming out saying, "Hey, I'm going to look here, then go there, and then read." Knowing, okay, we're playing single high. I know Peyton's going to go here. I'm going to go here so to make him think that his look got me and then get back there. So it's levels of that shit, is not for everybody, but uh, it, it's special and uh, fun, exciting to watch as a, as a fan.
0: I think one of my favorite stories about that type of shit is Ray Lewis and Peyton Manning's relationship with each other. Like they get along very well. And I assume it was because of Pro Bowl and they had drinks together and they learned about each other. I actually watched a game though. I, I think I was there, or maybe it was a highlight I watched. I don't don't remember. It might've been right toward the end of Ray's career in Indianapolis. I don't know if I watched the film on the internet or not. Peyton's telling Ray, you only have 10 players, right? You only have 10. He's literally looking around. You only got 10, right? You only got 10? And Ray, like, in the middle of this thing, like, Turn, timeout. And then he starts counting. He's like, fuck, yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> like, because that is, it's Ray versus Peyton in that particular game. They both, like, have talked about it. And then you got Ed Reed in the back doing that thing. So you got Peyton having to read Ray, and then Peyton and E.D. Reed, the best safety you ever seen, fucking yeah. doing that. It is awesome. Like, that's the level of football that I hope that we continue to get to show, whether it's NFL films or anything like that, because that clip of Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, Mm -hmm. that was from the Super Bowl, I think, or Uh, our AFC Championship game. AFC Championship game where it's like, hey, if we do that again, I'm going to go. I'm just going to go, as opposed to it, uh, coming in what it says. And then, needed it play, fucking go to some improvisation that they decided and dissected from the... It's like... There's fucking geniuses out there on that field. And I don't think he gets talked about nearly enough. Always the coaches are super smart. It's like, nah, nah, nah. You got some fucking Einsteins of football out there on the field that can run 22 miles an hour as well. It's an incredible thing, like Gronk. Gronk's yeah. another guy. They say Gronk's football IQ is just fucking smart stupid. Shit. What is that from, you thinking? how can you, like, what does he do that maybe uh, is a football IQ thing as opposed to just Bill or Tom making the robot Gronky run to the right spot?
7: Well, I mean, yeah, being with Tom, obviously, is he's Because when you're a smart player and you're around others, smart players, they're going to see things that you don't see. Cup, and then we Stafford, got a guy Cup, like, Stafford. that? Cup and
0: Stafford, by the way. Just We just saw it. You said yeah. when smart players are around other smart players, like yeah. that's a fucking,
7: yeah. Cup, Cup is another quarterback out there, and he knows exactly. It's not just, he's definitely not playing checkers. He's playing chess. So you got two chess players on the same page. You can't, if you run a zone coverage against Cup and Stafford, Cup is going to catch the ball. He's going to win. You just have to try to disrupt him and make a play against him. But a guy like Gronk, even as a young player from probably his first year, coming into that offense, you had the game plan to stop 87. You had to know. So as a player at 87, he's, getting that, he's seeing that every week in practice, every week on Sundays. So you have to play a different game. Same when Randy Moss was there or Wes Welker was there. They knew every defense was going to have a plan for Wes Welker on third down. So you have to do some, Julian Edelman, you got to do something different. So you have to think on a different level and your IQ is going to come in and be that much higher. Then you got Bill Belichick, um, you know, obviously who, he doesn't just teach the defense side of the ball. Like that was probably one of the only places where as a defensive player, you got taught about how offenses saw the game defensively. Like you knew why a young quarterback would get under center being 11 personnel the coordinator, give him two plays. If you got a single high safety eight-man box, check to the pass play. You got two high safety, uh, check to the run play. Like, just to its simplest form. You understood for a minute, two minutes differently. So, um, you know, that IQ, if, you, if you're if you willing to learn, and as a pro, that's all you, it's your livelihood. You should be able to learn. You should come in those conversations, come in those meeting rooms where it's not like college or high school you're just sitting there listening to a lecture for an hour for halfway falling asleep. I'm coming into meetings on Wednesday, on Thursday, with some input, some questions on the game plan, and we're talking about this as coaches and as players.
0: It's like a master's degree in football Mm -hmm. all of a sudden. That's why. What's his record against rookie quarterbacks? Uh, Like
3: 20-4 and or something.
0: Listen, this ain't that fucking hard. We're going to show a single safety. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, he's going to check to a throw. Then we are just dropping out of the box. Now we have two safeties. And we're going to do that for four quarters, and this quarterback is going to be completely fucked. Next year, we might see a different quarterback, but until then, this is what we are going to do, and we are going to win all of the Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. That is what we are going to do. Connor, your question for Darius? Yeah,
3: Zach Wilson actually had three completions and four interceptions he in the was first half. Yeah. yeah, he was seeing he was ghosts. Seeing go- but D, yeah. but speaking of, you know, the rookie quarterbacks, like how much of an advantage is it for Mac Jones having Belichick being able to kind of show him the way? And also, is it odd that he's spending uh, this much time with the offense? A lot of players are saying it's the most they've ever seen him kind of be with the quarterback and. And it, that involved in the offensive gameplay.
7: Yeah, I mean it's definitely different. Uh, like I said, he talks to the team, just everyone on the team, more than any other coach that I've been around. Um, and I was there. Bill O'Brien was the OC. Tom Brady was the quarterback, co-OC. So he didn't have to spend much time uh, on that side of the ball. You know, when, once when their offense is on the field doing their thing, like you barely hope Belichick was with us making adjustments on the defense, talking to Matty P, talking to Pepper, whoever, and going over our game plan. So it is interesting. It's definitely different in uh, uh, the situation that New England's in uh, this year. But, you know, you obviously don't want to second guess, Bill. But, you know, four or five games into the season, you know, if shit's not going right, you got a second year quarterback, you know, people may be looking around a little bit. But uh, and, and, and Bill, I trust. As far as now, but it's definitely uh they're definitely in an interesting uh position right now.
0: The last six games against rookie quarterbacks, the Patriots <laughs> have given up nine and a half points
8: after Yeah, no
7: big deal. No big deal. It's, pretty, it's pretty just sweet. not fair. It's yeah. It is you know, it's just not fair because you could just you could do so many things on the the biggest advantage that a defense has is that we can move all eleven guys can move pre snap. So if I can show you or shit, I could just feel like you can't make your guys aren't good enough to beat my guys in man coverage. So, and then when you soon as you think it's man coverage, I drop eight. So it, it, it's, it's tough. It's tough for a rookie quarterback, a young quarterback at oh, all going against. That's the I'm um, seeing. Like hey,
0: that's the I'm seeing ghost comment. Yeah. Just being like, what the fuck is going on out here? This is not what it was like at BYU Mm-mm. at
7: all. <laughs> The fuck, Davis
3: Mills scored twenty-two points. Something to think about. Last Stanford year. brain,
7: yeah, dougie Mills. Uh-huh. But I, we've been even as a Patriot. I remember because as quarterbacks. You getting that blender too? You getting them one of these? Quarter- Drew Brees. I remember we went to the Dome as a, maybe my rookie year, maybe 09. And Drew Brees, you know, he was just in a rhythm. He had us figured out. He had us dialed up, and we were looking at each other crazy on the side. There was nothing we could do to stop him uh, in Indy. Uh, going up against Big Ben a couple times, but uh, one time vividly he tore us up in Pittsburgh and then went on and did the same thing uh, against Baltimore. So, like, sometimes these quarterbacks, man, because they see so much. And when you have – what happens to most football players is as the game slows down, your body slows down as well. The quarterbacks is obviously different. So, your your brain continues to speed up and process things different. And your body, if you take care of your body, um, you know, like these quarterbacks that play forever are doing – you're, everyone else is out there. If they're smart as you, they're probably a lot slower than you are. And you're a quarterback, you still got a good arm, and you can, you're can. you a coach on the field, it can get ugly. Yeah. d But I appreciate this conversation today,
0: man. This is fun. I feel like we learned yeah. a lot about the football.
7: Appreciate you, man. Appreciate y'all. Hey, no problem. Have a great weekend, huh? You too, man. I'll take care. What you, hey, mm-hmm. what you up to, man? I won't tell nobody. Fuck off.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Terry <D-butt>. Yeah, d <D-butt. laughs>
5: Let's, Let's ride. ride! Back
7: into the
0: show. Uh, the toxic table is here at Boston Connor. Nick Meraldo is sitting in.
2: What the fuck? I talked to him about this this I morning.
3: So. I, heard just, of, I heard about I, I, sure. I literally
0: just did a full, even a Venn diagram of what we were you doing. You can tell
3: he didn't understand, though. Yeah. He, he, the timing's off. It's there. It's just like, you know, rookie quarterback.
0: It's all right. Hey, Bruce, you're okay. Now you're dangerous. all right. Just take late.
3: You know, he's getting just picked off. Trevor Lawrence. Exactly. Making me look like an asshole, Bruce. No, it makes you look better. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it depends on how, if you want to like... Job security. Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah, not a good teacher, just a good, you know...
0: Well, maybe he's a bad teacher because he's a bad mentor. doesn't want to hand over all the keys. You know, maybe maybe the it's a bad teacher. student.
2: Maybe it's a great teacher and a student unwilling to listen. No, that Pause can't it. happen in 2022. you got to coach. Be a coach.
0: That'd be accountability. Well, there's also a lot of teachers that stink, that refuse to say, oh, I'm a fucking terrible teacher either. Then, I
2: agree, but it ain't me.
0: Well, it sure feels like it's you. Bruce, maybe you coach a little better. Right, Tomlin mm. says, "Oh, this guy's hands don't get inside." Tomlin, well, that's coaching. So there
2: also comes a point where you know this guy ain't gonna make it, and you gotta cut bait.
0: And when, when we know, everybody knows. What I everybody I knows. I don't started. think we're there yet. Yeah, I think we all just started heard
3: to feel it. yippy back here at the end. Oh, universe. man. He's got so, the yips. Oh, you already don't have don't the yips. Yippy. We need the juju switch. Yeah, we need the
0: juju swing Too switch. fast,
4: too slow.
0: No, no, no. Loud. No, you're only too fast one time, and that's because you just want You just yeah. shut it off. It's just a nice little. Can you drive a manual vehicle?
2: No, not a chance. No chance.
3: Right. Yeah. So, have you
0: ever rode like a no
3: a dirt bike? <laughs> have you ever
0: shifted a gear of anything?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, when you shift a gear, it's just like an easy hee, you know, like one of those. Yeah. You're kind of trying to find the the gear. You're trying to find where Feathering. it catches. Lift and push. So yeah, you got to kind of. That's all you're trying to do. Here's my voice. Here's the music. Once the beat drop, music goes down. Voice comes in. Boom. Now we're on the other way. Look at this. Oh. Gone. This one. Holy fucking raw gas! Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's run one. Let's run. Let's run this from the start here, Bruce. Bruce by the way, there's no such thing as yips, pal.
1: That's
3: right.
0: There's yeah. only whether you're gonna do it or you're not gonna do it. And you're too damn smart, and that's too good of a mustache not to do this properly. From the top, please. Hour two of the show. One. Hello, beautiful people. Hour two of this glorious Thursday. June 30th, 2022, Sports Talk begins now.
5: Let's, Let's ride. ride.
0: It's a glorious day to be alive, especially in the sports world. There's a man on the ones and twos named Bruce. <laughs> I
4: mean,
3: what him? are we doing yeah, I'm back there, man, Bruce? I'm watching Bruce. His finger, <laughs> Jesus
5: Christ. Jesus. Like, what are you what I mean, the, the mean, hell was, was that? You're, Connor, what
4: man? the <laughs> Bruce? We you're, just told you you're what you're fucking do. Brian O'Connor the, the first the time ride. he got into a car, dude.
0: Yeah. So he's waiting for the Let's Ride. I just saw it in his hand. Fucking clutch truck. Yeah, i it should be, oh, it
3: should be just about done by the uh, time we say that. So yeah. let's yeah. ride. Let's ride. We're out. Jesus. We're not gonna no, die. All right. Let us you out. the no, fucking
0: no, no, not answers. Not zero after. Let's ride. After the beat drops, you just start slowly, <laughs> slowly do, 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 taking do, do, the clutch <laughs> out, do, 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 and then <laughs> bam, we're into the <laughs> gear.
5: Yeah. Okay. Here's you. Remember, this
0: is you. This is my voice. Beat drops. Ooh, boom. That's right.
3: Okay. Just, I mean, so just.
0: All right, All coach right. He's, he's on coaching. Coaching. Yeah, hey. He's on yeah. coach. Gotta get reps. We gotta just get the reps. Hey, what's
3: up,
5: Bruce?
0: Come
3: on, Bruce, you got Bruce. this. Uh, One.
0: Two. Welcome back to the Pat McAfee Show here on this glorious Thursday, June thirtieth, two thousand twenty-two. Our two sports talk begins now that's, that's right. right that's right it's an absolutely joyful okay not bad, better. bad. Yeah, too fast. But not bad. step by Bobby step well, at least hey. you got the
4: concept that time yeah, yeah. yeah
0: now we just work with the concept uh, bingo. this guy's gonna be on the other side of the world hey when you're over there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay think about it all right just think about it every <laughs> once in a while if we're well. tomlin coaching bruce then bruce is mason rudolph whoa, whoa! No, it is time whoa great this Sheesh. guy's currently Comparison. getting bonked in the head by Lambda, it feels like, over there. But, <laughs> Bruce, I'm proud of you, pal. Yeah. You're doing a lot of great things. Don't let that one thing that happens every hour on this show <laughs> in very public uh, kind of ruin the mood. You're starting to get it. We appreciate it. Zito's back there. Obviously, Foxy's back there. Dirty in the room, sitting in Gumpies because there's literally nobody else out there. Mitt's back from the hospital. He's got a patch on. Billy's here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Boston <laughs> Connors here. Nick Morales is here. Ted Diggs is here. And, live from uh, Attic in Ohio, a man who's a college footballer. National champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion, COVID survivor, private plane survivor, AJ Hogg. Yay, AJ! Woo! What's up, AJ?
8: Luckily, I was connected for this uh, when you got to rerun <laughs> the uh, intro, and it just goes to prove if I know Bruce hasn't driven a manual transmission, but if he drove like you should with both feet, he would know how to feather that brake. <laughs> <and laughs> <the Macy's move laughs> so, got a point. Just there. saying, Bruce.
0: Uh, if Bruce. If Bruce was driving a manual or with two feet, he would wear down your brake pads. Oof. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's like.
3: <sighs> yeah. yeah, doing burnouts. <laughs> and then on I now. figured it
0: out. It just takes <laughs> reps. It just takes reps. Well, we're we're watching them it's
3: you know, getting we, worse
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah it is we're watching that clutch get burnt up uh-huh. as we speak
0: yeah the clutches you know he's got a little herky jerky <laughs> and if he's riding the brakes like you do i mean that thing would be red light on the back end for the entirety of gaining speed uh-huh. somehow but nonetheless bruce you're doing great aj great to see you pal four-day weekend come up let's go wow yeah big uh big holiday coming up on monday that's right fourth of july obviously on the other side got money in the bank on saturday in vegas ufc 276 saturday in vegas Mon, uh fourth of july on monday which means Joey chestnut is obnoxiously throwing hot dogs and buns down his gullet yeah. on monday on espn it's an exciting time to be alive aj hawk it is so like how many in a row
8: has joey chestnut won at this point Ooh. all of them and now it's just records whether well, it speak. used to be old buddy
0: like you used to think old buddy couldn't get beat what's his name kobayashi yeah, yeah. is he still competing uh I think so. Do you ever watch that documentary about those two? They kind of tried to make Kobe Kobayashi babyface and
3: Joey Chestnut heel yeah. in that thing,
0: but nobody really...
3: Well, Anyone who wins as much as Chestnut, you know, they're going to make him a heel.
0: Yeah, people like to throw rocks at Things That Shine. Shout out to Taylor Swift. But yeah, Joey Chestnut's just uh, competing against himself at this point, I think. Is this his full-time job, or does he have, like, another gig? He's a professional leader. I think he's sponsored by numerous places. He does... Um, Uh, Shrimp cocktail here at St. Elmo's every year. He does wings every year. He does a bunch of stuff. Like there is actual, um, like I think there's things that are he's better at. Like his bread basket. Is there a
8: tour? Like is there a tour that he goes on and competes against other professional eaters? Yeah,
0: professional eating tour was some a league I believe it was a league, and they do like whether it's like uh, watermelon. Some there's like ice cream. Mm. There's shrimp cocktail. There's pizza. I think there's like everything.
2: Burgers. There's a bunch. I'd like to see him and AJ eat eggs together. Yeah.
0: Dude, no, uh,
8: I want to know. I want to challenge him in shrimp cocktail. How many does he put down? Eat all of them. You'll die. You'll, You'll die.
0: Know. Yeah. You will.
2: You'll be dying. That's a good
0: test for my system. I know you micro yourself into not being allergic to the shellfish that is shrimp or any shellfish in general. And for that, we're incredibly proud. Way yeah. to go. Hey, boy. You created micro before. It was super cool. He ate 18 pounds of shrimp cocktail in eight minutes from St. Elmo's. And that isn't just regular shrimp cocktail. This is the shrimp cocktail that if you accidentally breathe while eating, Eyes are watering. Yeah. Sinuses are draining out of your face. It's like a famous thing. And he, 18 pounds in eight minutes of it. Yes, sir. Just crying his eyes out, probably feeling disgusting. But he has that mental competitive stamina, the will that he's not going to stop. We watch him drink 13 oh. pints of beer in a minute and seven seconds. I mean, yeah.
8: And then he pukes right
0: away or what? No. Uh-huh. no. Uh-huh. Should have. Should have. In the league, you can't. I think it's like there's a certain amount of time you have to hold it. But on that particular New Year's Eve that he did that, probably should have because all that alcohol that was in those pints of beer also just came running through uh, shortly afterwards. And Joey Chestnut was awesome on New Year's
4: (laughs) Eve, I will say. So Kobayashi had won six in a row, and then Joey Chestnut knocked him off and then won eight in a row. And then 2015, I think it was, he lost to a guy named Matt Stoney. And then he's won six in a row. Yeah, 2015 is almost a decade ago. He had a Where did stoney
3: go? The question. best that never was. It sounds. Well, like. uh,
0: Stoner just like Stoner fucking ended up on the IR way too soon, yeah. and everybody thought his hopes and all his the optimism of how great he could be is kind of worn off. I mean, that's how the Golden knight fans. Yeah, it, arrived right?
2: before you actually arrived.
0: And Joe Chestnut got comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He was just winning, winning, winning. What the fuck you want me to do? This yeah. is boring. And somebody knocked him off, and it was like whoa, 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 another hot dog on the shoulder, maybe. You know what I mean? I, agree. He, I think there is a chip eating contest as well, Sure. but I think the, that kind of built the, hey, I'm, I'm back in this thing. I'm a champion. He is. He has a special talent. He can control his gullet. You know what I mean? Yeah,
8: they train for that, don't they? Like yeah, I saw yeah. in that documentary, they're training by chugging water and trying to eat stuff to expand Lettuce. their stomach, right? Full time. Joey Chester, full time eater. So he-, he just feels terrible all the time?
3: No, he's probably awesome all the time. He's a champion
0: yeah you're right, he's a fucking chompy
3: american he, hero. what the hell are you talking he's about he's from
0: indiana he lives in indiana though full-time
2: oh nice yeah he moved here made some delicious hot sauces as well oh yeah oh.
0: what
3: happened to his hot sauces they're still around are they
2: yeah oh yeah They I were go to the store f- i've seen them i bet he gets
0: recognized all over america honestly
3: yeah. it's a household name
0: fourth of he july is. you're spending it sure. with joey chestnut yeah. for the last what eight wins then six wins 14 out and of the last 15 years win. he has won and everybody watches um, do you ever think about getting into... Are you a good eater? Good eater? Bad eater? I'm not a great like binge eater like that, now.
2: If it was
3: grilled chicken and rice. Oh, so. forget about it.
8: No, that'd be awful. That would be a, not fun to eat for like a competition. He's a steak guy now. I mean, really oh, I yeah, you're chicken right. Chicken he out. likes the red meat. Yeah. No, I do either one, but I don't... Yeah, yeah. I'm not into the competitive eating i'm not i'm not a a thing yeah yeah, i do one city
0: yeah this isn't a thing i'll eat either one but right now for the last three months strictly i've only eaten steak for every single day and every single meal of my life but yeah i'll eat it
2: how do you like it cooked what's your what's your temperature deal
0: medium
8: medium or less than that i don't care i mean i i I can eat it pretty red pretty bloody primal i like
0: like, uh as i've gotten into more steak eating in my life i will go obviously lighter and lighter cooked i think everybody kind of does that right
8: i mean that's what they try to say like if you Go into a nice steakhouse and say make it medium well like a lot of people are offended by that and say oh you can't do that i'm like well all right
0: you can though no. well, you're here yeah, you're paying the money cares? my wife i'll tell you what she will disrespect a place she is not scared she worked at a very nice steak place here in town we'll go to somewhere out of town and it's like a big steak place and we ordered it medium or whatever and they overcooked it uh, can I get ketchup please Sam just Ooh. a fucking burial Hell yeah. that's a burial to yep. the chef in the back hey you made this a burger and I'm like Sam Jesus Christ. she's like well this thing the only way I'm going to be able to eat this without burn it is is if we put a little sauce on I'm like the chef is going to come out here and she's like well I mean what do you want us to do good and she's like I would like to eat this steak that we're paying for And I'm like Sam I respect it and then there's been one time this has only happened like four times uh, but there's been one time the chef came out and asked if everything was okay, and, and Sam was like, "Well, I mean, this is What's very it, well done. I, yeah. I don't know how I'm supposed to eat." this. Yeah, thing. normally they'll hate
8: you if you try to say I want it medium well. They won't cook it medium
0: well. Yeah, so I think it was a new. This person gave us the full. It's a new chef. We yeah. apologize. Mm-hmm. This is not our standard. Chopper does that. Sure. Chopper makes a special sauce. Every
8: steakhouse he goes to, he asks for Worcestershire, A one, and ketchup, and he sits there and he whips it together at the table. I love day. that.
0: If Peace. it tastes good. Like, shouldn't the chef just want the food to taste the best for the person yeah,
2: anyways? Yeah.
3: Who As cares a, how it is?
0: That's like DJs that say, no requests, please. Oh,
2: the worst. I that don't
3: take any more.
0: requests, dude. All right. A lot of wedding DJs probably shouldn't take requests.
3: Well, and some wedding DJs don't have, like, simple songs that everyone loves, like Country Roads or something.
0: Oh, man. I mean, that was quite a moment. I But I should have given a heads up beforehand.
3: Well. I, I should have given a heads up beforehand. But Mr. Brightside back there, buddy? I, Jesus. I don't know.
0: I'm, I am a... Um, I am a uh I am a fan of, you know, DJs that are open to the environment. Because yeah. hey, the yeah, the the patrons this particular evening might not be the patrons that you thought it was gonna be. And maybe it's time to adapt a little bit. Read I, am, the room. I am never the person that wants to put in the request. Like I'm not doing that, but I do know that there's people in almost every friend group that I have, like from everywhere, it's like, oh, this person this person has a good playlist yeah like, hey this person puts together a good playlist no offense dj i'm sure you do as well this is not just hey how about you just throw in a one of these and then that that kind of became a thing with djs you know and i assume it's because there's a lot of people with terrible taste in music that started pitching ideas mm-hmm. to djs you're like yeah i mean i fucking worked my entire <laughs> life put this playlist together but yeah you drunk fuck boy you should definitely tell me there's just be a balance i think there's a balance in that whole thing you know like little-
8: everything but i'm talking like when your aunt Ruth goes up and tries to request 15 different songs from 1948 at a wedding that's actually
0: going very well and there's a lot of energy in the room. Don't listen to her. Do you think the DJ, (laughs) um, so like athletes, whenever they're not performing well, everybody on earth sees it, you know? Okay. And you get booed and things like that happen and you're judged and talked about. Do DJs think if there's requests coming, oh, these people are saying I'm
3: not doing well. Is that right? Probably right, yeah, they're offended.
0: Yeah. So it's like, it's almost an accountability issue. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to. Big
3: time. Self-awareness. Right, isn't
0: it? Yes. They take that as a, oh, you think I'm having a bad ne- evening? No. Or is it, is it someone me. on
8: here saying, hey, stick to sports? What are, you, what are you guys veering off about? Yeah,
2: it's interesting. Maybe. I think it's sometimes you just, you misread the crowd. And this is the crowd trying to correct it a little bit. Yeah, right?
0: but, th- yeah but you, okay, good playlists. Imagine if fucking Gumpy... Okay, Oh no. We love Gump. Love we, him. And he will fist we yeah. miss you, Gump, by the love way. You we Gump. miss you Gump, But there's been numerous songs he has introduced to us as a whole where we go, Gump, that that song cannot be heard in this office. <laughs> yeah,
3: on the plane to LA. AJ he had the cord, Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> yeah.
0: He had the aux cord. And it was like uh, all right, Gump, we understand. No,
8: I, I don't know about you guys, but every banger that Gump played, I'd never heard. Well, that's, Gump tries to introduce new music to- Yeah, don't do it, Gump. Why'd it get popular, Gump? Don't do it.
0: Well, I appreciate Gump. <laughs> love kind of, you, I love you, Gump. Love you, Michigan. Love, love you, Gump. Gump puts on that cape, though, and he's like, oh, did you hear the new song? Fucking banger. And then he'll play it, and I'm like, he must be talking about a different song. And then I'll say, hey, did that song? Yeah, pal. And then there's another one from this person. Mm-hmm. Boom, plays it, and it's like, all right. So we just have a little bit different taste. And I'm like, I might be wrong. And then normally the same reaction happens uh, to everybody. But Gump does hit a couple home runs. Let's yeah, run absolutely. Home. Yeah. Let's not get in there. But Gump probably went up to a DJ at least once in his life and said, "Pal, fucking."
5: <laughs> Mix it up, pal. Stormzy G,
0: right here. <laughs> <laughs> it plays. They're it goes dying to- out here in the dance floor, pal. <laughs> <laughs>
8: A few birds I'm chasing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My wedding,
4: you, it was flawless where you just, this website, you put in the songs that you wanted them to play, and if they played a song off that wasn't on the list, you're fucking fired, okay? That's awesome. Oh,
0: I like that. Free. Cool. That's a good play. Doesn't what? happen in clubs no I, I have been at a place where they said text this number your request and mm-hmm. it's like oh so they're just making me feel like i yeah yeah exactly oh, that's very nice of them to do so connor's
8: gonna be does connor have a good playlist we're gonna need him to carry a bluetooth during our, if we get to play together oh, Friday.
0: putting a, putting around playlists together
3: yeah here playlists. we go good. perfect and then i can just click on that through my own app and what do we play it.
0: do we gotta put i'm not saying it what I mean, we have to appeal to all parties that are playing in said golf round, I think, you know? No. So, so for you, we got to have, like, let the bodies
6: hit the, the floor. floor. Yeah, let absolutely. The not. Down. Yeah,
0: we'll
8: play the hit. Just play the hit.
5: Come yeah. on. Come
8: on. Hey, the Stranger oh, Things soundtrack has some good hits, too. Oh, like yeah. It. Actually is. Running down the hill? I don't know anything about oh, that. They're yeah. all adults now, though, huh? They used to be kids. Yeah, right. they're much older. And that's why i didn't see the show as much. But I've been playing, listening to the, the soundtrack. Sorry, no, I cut you off there. Nah, I'm no, gonna, no, no, don't, I don't care. What's Aaron
0: listening to?
4: Monk shit. Backyard Barbecue or whatever? Yeah, can we get a, is there a Buddhist playlist? Uh,
0: I don't think, like,
4: probably
8: any music he listens to has no vocals. It's all, like, slow, instrumental, weird
2: well,
0: like Oh, okay. Cool. And yeah. Hey, I like those for thinking. That's a big thinking mm. genre for me on the old uh,
2: playlist. Mm. Now that's what I call Buddhism 25. <laughs> Here yep. we go.
3: Boom. Ted talks we can play. Download too. it con. I will. Alright. What's the uh Touch Tunes t- 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 whole stretch? On the music <laughs> thing though, Touch Tunes has changed the game. Because oh, you can yeah. now go to a bar and play songs that and you can pay
0: more to cut the line. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. Fast pass. I do it every time. And if someone else fast passes while you're fast passing, you know you got someone in the bar who wants to challenge oh, you. Oh, so you Dancing. oh, yeah. Then you deposit more and you fast pass like yeah. 50 songs. you get that. No. Put them in the fucking ground. You don't even hear any of the songs you fast pass because at that point there's like 20 of them. But every time that happens, I fucking bury the bar. It doesn't matter. Yeah,
0: way to go, dude. Way to spend Fuck more yeah. money on that. Man, thing. I got
3: where I love about that almost every weekend. I it's, always do that. put 200 in just to wow
0: him up. Yep. It's probably the business too yeah it's not just Zito running you up it's a <laughs> fucking business like oh uh, there's the mulleted doofus all right sure. let's put in uh fake 150 bucks see if we can get this guy to spend 200 dollars on this goddamn touch too they
3: always get I me mean, it even says like oh due to popular demand fast pass is now five or six more tokens i don't fucking care I'm playing 50 songs. What's I the, will spend one. What's your go-to? What's the number one you want to get played? Usually every time I walk in, I'll do like the spins by Mac Miller because that usually gets everyone in the, in the right place. And then I'll go to like Bruce Springsteen. And then I'll switch it back up and I'll go to like Wiz. Then I'll go to maybe a little Avicii just to dabble in the – Levels. Levels. Is he alive? Yeah. Levels. Yes. Yeah, he's alive.
0: Speaking of live, um, we have to keep this conversation alive and go elsewhere. Because we are a sports show. Stick to sports, AJ, you fucking idiot. <laughs> okay? Let's, let's see you do it. All right. Joining us now is a man who, if he was past the aux cord, would put fire flames through any speaker that he would grab. Absolutely. He was an absolute standout star at the University of Cincinnati. I do believe I was actually on the call for his first ever collegiate touchdown. Oh. He would then go on to score many, many, many more and then be drafted in a second round to the Indianapolis Colts wide receiver alec pierce Yeah! Hey,
9: thanks for having me guys
0: hey what's going on man welcome to the colts uh obviously everybody who matters has already done that i'm getting to officially do it right now pumped to have you here how do you feel you in indianapolis you back at home how was otas mini camps how do you feel going into your first camp here pal
9: i feel great so i'm uh, i actually just got down to tampa i'm training down there uh, just getting ready for the season but yeah we wrapped up a couple weeks ago um mini camp was all good you know it was great to get there and meet all the guys and now I'm excited
0: to get going. Uh, you don't know shit about fucking the NFL. We all know that. And I don't want to put you into a position where you'd feel uncomfortable. But there was some stuff coming on OTAs about Matt Ryan and accountability and being commanding and demanding and calling the huddle and the defense actually being super pumped that that happened. What has been your first interactions with Matt Ryan, uh, a guy who Jim Irsay said astronaut, Navy SEAL, and accolades a mile long, obviously. What are your thoughts on him? And was there any welcome to the NFL moments with old Matt Ryan?
9: Uh, I don't think I've had any welcome to NFL moments. I mean, just just like first day walking in the door, meeting him, you know, was was definitely interesting. It's it's just like how much how much older he is than me, you know, and he's just been doing it for so long. Not not to say that I hope he doesn't. It's <laughs>
0: no, a compliment. That's a compliment. It's a
9: compliment for sure. He's just such a such a leader. Like we would be out there doing the walkthroughs. I know you guys know how that that goes in the off season. Um, some days you know, don't have practice, got walkthroughs and. Like just how, seeing how like locked in he was, like that kind of set the precedent for me day one, knowing like, well, oh, like this, this is the the pros now you got, that's what you, how you got to come every single day, you know?
8: What's the the culture been like? You walk in, obviously everything's new to you at first, but spend, being, spending some time there, it seems like all those dudes get along very well. And Frank Reich seems to be in control and they have a lot of great leadership too. Like, what's the culture like?
9: Yeah, I think it's a great culture. I mean, you got a lot of great players. Um, That lead the culture. I know for the receivers, we're super young, but they have good good guys in that room that are good leaders, uh, with Paris, Ashton, Michael Pittman. So it's it's a great uh, group of guys, and you know I'm excited to be part of it.
0: Chris Ballard actually told me, you know, like we like our young receivers. We like our young receivers. And I think an old NFL narrative, and if you last long enough in the NFL, which we assume you will, you'll be on your way to do so. Everybody knows you need a good veteran in every room. So I think that's why Reggie Wayne was hired as the wide receiver coach. It's like, hey, here's the perfect veteran that knows the building, knows everything about this organization, is one of the greatest wide receivers of all time, Hall of Famer, and he could potentially be the OG in the wide receiver room. What has it been like watching him become a coach? And it feels like he is crushing it. Do you guys have a lot of respect for him? And do you think this is a job that he'll be able to do for a long time.
9: Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm sure he'll be able to do it as long as he wants to do it. Uh, he's been great so far. You know, he's he's a technician. He's guys that's going to get us right on the field. But then he's also guys able to speak from experience of being a being a uh, you know NFL player. So uh, he's been great in that regards. He keeps it light. He keeps it fun out there, and just gets us to go out there and compete.
0: How'd you end up at Cincinnati? Were you just like a scrawny little white coming out of college? And then, uh, what, what did Luke fickle and the boys over there do to your game? You think that made you this NFL stud second round draft pick?
9: Yeah. Um, so I, I, I didn't have a whole lot of offers. I was kind of considering some max schools and then, uh, they ended up giving me an offer to Cincinnati and and that came along late, but at that time they weren't that good of a team. They were, I think they're coming off a four and eight season. So it was kind of on par with the max schools. Um, but I ended up, I went to visit there and it just felt so much better. It felt like they had a lot higher a ceiling, you know, a lot more potential. So I ended up committing there. And then freshman year, I played all special teams. Gunner, you, you'd love me, Pat, so straight Gunner. Here we go. Um, so yeah, I ended up doing that for my freshman year. And um, actually, was, they, they claimed they liked me so much on special teams that they wanted to change me to uh, a linebacker, but it also could have been that they just didn't see much of me at receiver. Potential wise, because I was big in athletics, so they wanted to get me on the field. But so I, yeah, I played in that like December of my freshman year. I played uh, I played Sam linebacker, like a, a safety linebacker hybrid. So I was out there. It was all it was all cool until like they ran the inside zone, and I had to go in there and make the tackles. But if they're running outside or passing the ball, I loved it. Um, you know, I would have had to gain a lot of weight and stuff. So ended up doing that. Um, and then what really kind of saved my career, I think, or, or made my career was uh, we got a new receiver coach at that time. So the old receiver coach left, a new receiver coach came in, Mike Brown, and he was a young guy, and he's just just fresh out of the league, and he just kind of was the guy you know that taught me all that technique because I was really raw at that time. So he made me like the, the player I am today, and I still think I got a lot of the improvement on my technique and stuff like that, but he definitely got that you know, that groundwork for me.
8: What was it like playing uh, for Luke Fickle? He's a, an absolute legend. Yeah. Do you think Luke, is he ever going to gonna take another gig? Do you think he ever leaves Cincinnati? I know everybody's trying to get him out of there, and he loves the place.
9: Yeah, um, you know, like this year, especially with, with the Notre Dame job, you just never knew. Um, but I think there's probably only one place he'd ever go, and, you know, I, I know you're familiar with that place. <laughs> being an alma mater there, you, could, you couldn't blame him. If that job ever comes comes calling for him, I wouldn't blame him if he left for that. But uh, yeah, no, he's he's an awesome coach, great players coach, really competitive guy, really 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 intense in in that manner and competitive like competitiveness. I know he's like a like the best wrestler ever or something like that. So yes,
3: <laughs> yeah, yes,
9: maybe got to get him out in the WWE see if you can get him out
0: there. That, right? I would love Ooh. to see Luke Fickle out there, but <laughs> what he has done with Cincinnati has been awesome to watch. And that North Carolina game was it North Carolina you guys played on that? Was that yeah right?
9: Uh UCLA, maybe?
0: Yeah, yeah, UCLA. Sorry, the blue. Yeah, UCLA. They, did. yeah. they didn't tweet. Brian Kelly uh, brought his – not Brian Kelly. Chip Kelly. Chip, yes. yep. Chip Kelly brought the squad. And that was almost – I don't want to say the beginning of you guys going on a run. But fucking hey, like from that point forward, it feels like if you guys lost the game, it was a massive ordeal. What year were you born? 2000 what? 2000. So whenever you were like seven or eight years old, Cincinnati was – uh a squad in the Big East. Then Cincinnati disappeared. Now Cincinnati's joining the Big 12. What was it like to be a part of that city, that school, that university coming back to prominence i think there was additions on the stadium i know the place was sold out like that had to be a pretty sweet feel i got to experience this at wvu because when our class kind of rose everything back to prominence, the energy around the university was just fucking awesome was it like that at cincinnati and do you see do you see them carrying that alec do you see them being able to carry that
9: yeah i I think they're going to carry it for sure and i mean it was it was definitely a big change um our freshman year we kind of came out of nowhere we were The year before, we were four and eight. So when I first came in, we won 11 games, but it wasn't like we weren't really ranked the whole season. And we were kind of just winning games that people thought we shouldn't. So that year, like the the stadium wasn't packed. We had, we started getting some good fan support once we were winning, and people saw that maybe we slid up in like 25th in the rankings, stuff like that. But um, yeah, it was definitely my sophomore year. I think we opened with UCLA, the game that you were calling. Um, and that was like the first known like big difference like it was a thursday night game it was on espn um and then just kind of built from there the more games we won and then you know ju- uh, junior year was COVID, so we didn't have fans but then j- just coming out this year we were like a top 10 team to start the year and i think every game was there was no open seat in the house no matter what even when we're killing teams like it was it was packed in there the student sections the whole back end zone so, yeah, it was, it, was, it was an awesome place to play this year.
0: I enjoyed that stadium. It's the oldest playing field in the NCAA or something like that. I forget the stat or fact, and they built the stadium up around it. I remember that. You drink beers? You drink beers, or are you a super healthy guy? Oh, what? yeah, I drink
9: beers. Yeah, a little bit. Oh yeah. That's fucking great news.
0: Honestly, that <laughs> See, is good. No, it's, you got
9: you to drink beers there.
0: Chris Ballard asked anything about, like, you as a human whenever you were going through the whole draft process. Did you know the Colts were super interested?
9: Um, I did. So they came and worked out. Dez, our quarterback, it was me, Dez, and Michael Young. And then so we ended up getting me and Mike ended up signing there. Um, Dez, you know, I thought I kind of thought that they, they wanted to they really wanted to work out Dez. I think this might have been I don't know if they had Matt Ryan or not at the time, but no, I think they were looking at him heavily. Um, and yeah, we just we went and caught balls for him. And I think we Chris Ballard he called after after the workout and just said he was like impressed with our with how we like uh, ran the workout and just kind of our whole organization, our program, like he understands why we won so many games. So I think that's, you know, went into not only me getting drafted, uh, we had Curtis Brooks get drafted, D-tackle, um, in I think the six rounds by the Colts. Um, so, yeah, they I think they're buying into the Cincinnati program. They like it.
0: That's awesome. I like the fact that you drink beers. Why? But... <laughs> Like a lot, yeah. You know, you're a human. That's what it, that's yeah. what I hear right there. Because there's a lot of good times to be had in your time during Cincinnati. And if you were not enjoying it, I would have been like, "Get that guy the fuck off of this Come team." On. What are we doing? <laughs> you got to enjoy that type of stuff, Connor. Your question for Alec Pierce. Yeah,
3: Alec. I mean, there are a lot of locker room games. I believe, especially in the Colts, there was a basketball hoop maybe last year, and then you know, ping pong and cornhole can sneak in. Are you well versed in those things, or do you kind of have to <laughs> work at it a little bit?
9: Um. I actually haven't got on the ping pong yet, but I'm I'm a pretty good ping pong player. But I've been I've been running in bags, uh, cornhole, I guess what you call it. But oh. yeah, I've been running in bags. That's 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 been my specialty. Oh, in the you're, basketball. So.
0: Have you ever played the game euchre?
9: Euchre, yeah, I learned that since
8: he. Oh, that was created in Pennsylvania. Oh, it's Ohio thing. That's cool.
0: <laughs> it's actually a Michigan thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen. You go to Cornhole? Boorick. You, oh, you Yeah, you do not. Hey, listen. Stay the fuck out of the blu ray games until your next contract. <laughs> Seriously. All right.
9: Yeah, I got you. No, that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard.
0: Yeah, back at, I've been in a couple <laughs> hilarious games and pots, hilarious. After playing land, we are still on plane for a good 30, 45 minutes as we try to figure out who's going to end up doing whatever to get yeah. this pot here. Boo Ray is a match the pot situation. So that game is a never ending one. Even if you have a winner of a hand, if there's two people in and one person loses, that pot stays. So it's a, it can build. A, Boo Ray is the game. Um, it's a lot of fun, it's a fucking blast. Also, in the past, has been the reason why guns show up and, you know, little beef <laughs> happens with some teammates that maybe aren't on the same page with some debts. Sure. And said, Alec, keep your fucking ass out of the Blu-ray game <laughs> yeah. until your next contract, okay, pal? I got it. Unless you're a good player, though. Hey, <laughs> if you're a good player, if you're a good player, get in there. I was a card player, so when I was introduced to Blu-ray, I think it was my rookie year, I sat in there in the game, and I got out of there in a good spot, good spot. I felt good about it, but I had a nice conscious conversation with the mirror afterwards. It was like, hey, that could have ended very badly. This is not the time to learn a new game, but I like that you're a card player. Here we go. Beer drinker, cornhole player.
4: What?
0: You're just, hey, let's go have 2,000 yards next year. Alex. Yeah. Let's <laughs> fucking go, pal. I'll do it.
4: Let's, let's uh, do
0: it. What do you think about the college game? Uh, that you experienced there with Desmond in Cincinnati will translate into the NFL game. And what do you think, like, is the immediate, hey, I got to get better at this before my first training camp in the NFL?
9: Um, I think, well, you know, I, like, I, like I said, when I explained my whole uh, career path, like I played special teams, I kind of did whatever it took to win for my team. My team won a lot of games, so I kind of understand that. Like some, sometimes we were just running the ball a lot because we could. Um, so I, I understand I'm not a selfish player. I'm a guy that will do whatever it takes to win. Um, and then, what was the second part? Of what I need to work on? Yeah. What do you um, think
0: you need to work like out of your first OTAs? Was there a four, yeah. like, oh, if I work on this, better? It's all probably technique shit, huh?
9: Yeah. No technique for sure. Like I think I need to work on my releases. Um, that's what I'm going to be working on these next couple of weeks. Just kind of working on being um, saving space for the quarterback, stuff like that. And then, you know, always my my footwork at the top of the routes, getting out of cuts cleaner. That's always a big emphasis.
0: Did do you, do you grow up playing seven-on-seven? Seven? I did not,
9: but I grew up like Midwest Boom is like the best seven-on-seven seven team in the, the country. It's like right where I'm from. Uh, but I played a bunch of other sports, so I didn't do it in the off season. I'd rather like run track and play volleyball or whatever I did.
0: Where are you from originally? I'm
9: from Chicago area.
0: Zito just dropped in my ear, got a 40-inch verter or whatever. Damn. Mm-hmm. You're a your fun uh, show, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't end up like this fucking guy next to you here. You know, AJ. He used to have forty-inch vert. Yeah, that's right. Ran a four-four. Yeah. Yeah. Fucked up hands. Did the whole thing. Now he's got busted, mangled fingers, and he can't even walk because his knees or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, he'll pay the price on the back end of that, Alec. Right. You drinking yeah. wine or swimming in your own pee or anything? Doing any of that weird, uh, like stay healthy <laughs> stuff? <laughs>
9: Drinking wine makes you stay healthy? Well,
0: yeah, I think you live forever. That's why the Europeans do Glass when they're like tonight. 12 years old. Try right. right. swimming
9: in your own pee, antioxidants Last night, like LeBron, right? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. See? Hell
8: Gets yeah. it well.
0: Hey, that there fucking guy. Did you see all those bottles whenever they're down in the bubble in his fucking room? He had like 200 mm-hmm. bottles of wine corked already, he was doing down there. That guy maybe have an issue, but That's his uh, tequila is number one
3: in the world or whatever, right? No, you don't say. No, Better Jordan's. than Jordan's. That's no, Bron. Second, second to Jordan's.
0: Your question, Tone? Um, Alec, you talked about. No, Jordan's, Jordan's too to LeBron.
3: No. Uh-oh. No, that,
0: that's an actual stat it came at this point. It, it ain't exactly. better than terrible. No. Not, no, no, it's definitely not. No, definitely not, not, definitely terrible. not and terrible. <laughs> no. terrible. It's so energy drink at all. Correct. Sorry about this, Alec. <laughs> this is a little in house shit. We gotta deal with
4: Go ahead. Tom. Alec, you talked about Matt Ryan being forty five years old or whatever. Is that an easy transition for you because the internet says that Desmond Ritter looks like he is also a forty five year old <laughs> man? Do you guys you guys ever talk I about did, that? Okay. I didn't under I don't understand
9: that because I think it's just like being always being around does like he so he was super young he was starting his as a redshirt freshman i think he turned like 18 or 19 on the first game so he's like a one of those guys that was super young playing so i always thought of him like he looked kind of young but i guess now people are saying he looks like an old man i don't think he had a kid he had a kid so that could have that could have just added like 20 years i guess
0: well congrats to him on having a child you look like a child though (laughs) i mean that is i mean you do you look like you're like very young you look like the fact that you drink uh, beers is crazy to me you know it seems yeah. like you're drinking you're doing a tb12 avocado ice cream super water thing that's that's i'm very happy to hear the complete opposite of that i want to let you know that alec yeah thank you you know fourth of july coming up you
3: know here we go hell Back yeah america i'm Take fucking care, i'm
0: pumped for the colts <laughs> having this guy on yeah. a squad don't touch the firework get. keep
3: hey, those yeah. fireworks yeah. i'll be
8: holding yeah. the roman candles
0: eagle creek pat eagle creek golf course is that where you play
9: that's yeah, the Colts, that's like the Colts, it's right next to the facility.
0: Yeah, I mean, that course. I mean, there's others. I
9: I have only that's, you know, that's we get we get comped on that, so I have been there, I just have to practice on oh. that. I've played better. there.
0: I've played uh, Eagle Creek a lot. I've played that course a lot.
9: I've lost yeah. no less Oh, the the one the one uh 18, the the one that's in the woods. I lost I lost a ball every hole for the for front nine.
0: Every I've lost a whole, every single hole I think I've ever played at Eagle. There is yeah. just woods and trees dropped yeah. right into the middle of the fairway. It's, it's like, all much. right, there's no chance I'm going to find a It's a tough course, sneaky, tough course. But I like the fact that you're getting into the community. We are very lucky to have you here. Can't wait to watch you perform, uh, perform, sir. Thank you for your time today, Alec.
9: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: You're, good at, you you're good at cornhole, huh?
8: Yeah, I'm decent.
9: Lots of, lots of like, rad parties, you know. It's pretty played in college right i would imagine you
8: played a lot of cincinnati <laughs> yeah it was
9: backyard we had a we had a big like basically frat house with me and my all my teammates we had like eight eight football guys living in two houses that had a shared yes. backyard so here we yeah. go that's why
0: you guys were so fucking good we need to have that in indy by the way that, that we talk about this a lot like a team liking each other is a massive ordeal oh no and yeah. at Cincinnati, obviously, you guys had each other's back, and success is an easier way to kind of generate friendship and shit like that. But that right. is that is, if teams could bottle that, they would try to and sell yeah. it. Do you feel that with the Colts team? The same thing you were kind of feeling with Cincinnati, although you're brand fucking new here.
9: Yeah, for sure. And I think you know, for me, that's something I've just been like accustomed to. So I'm sure I would have been shocked if I didn't feel that way. Um, but yeah, it's it felt like it's felt just like how I felt at Cincinnati. Like guys are super cool. Um, you know, everyone like just gets along in the locker room people talk shit they do all that stuff you know so it's the same way as it was in this college
0: all right last question here before we let you go you walk into a tractor supply
3: okay sure
0: okay you walk into a tractor supply and you're trying to pick up mower tractor whatever and there is a john deere one here to the left and a bobcat one here to the right which way are you going and which one are you
6: picking Mm. oh man i don't have
9: much experience with tractors i'd probably go this is just off the color, isn't Bobcat yellow, John Deere's the green and yellow one? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'd go, I'd go probably uh,
6: Bobcat.
0: Oh! Good luck with the Colts. We appreciate that. Uh, we will not judge you for that at all. Don't worry about it. Not, not quarterback. Right.
3: No. Not scored. Uh, no, that's exactly. a good decision. In Cincinnati, Wildcats, Bobcat. Right? Yeah. yeah. They're right. the Bears. So, Bearcat. Yeah. 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 Well, go. We're
0: going to be like opportunities right there. Whatever. Well, yeah. Just zero. Ch- now, listen. I don't know if John Deere is ever going to sponsor you or Bobcat's ever going to sponsor you. I just oh, know no. in this particular office, like, John Deere. that was a tough decision yeah, to make. That's a tough decision. We are a John Deere office, Alec. But- all, all John Deere? Goddamn right. Well, right Why? Well, like a,
9: like a lawn Why?
0: Ball. Hey, Bobcats are red, by the way, Norm. That's a color. John Deere yeah. is yellow and green. I think anything? Kubota. Bobcats
9: are red. I was thinking of something else then.
2: Kubota. Caterpillar cat. That's what he's thinking. Caterpillar?
0: Hmm. Think cat, the big, cat. like.
9: Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. They're yellow.
2: Would
0: you like Back. to re-decide?
9: re Read what? Reed Can we decide. tell him
0: why
8: you're upset, Pat? Why oh, are you Reed upset decide. that he chose? Yeah, I'll,
9: I'll, I mean, I'll take I'll take John Deere. Yeah! Go. Okay! There right. yeah.
0: hey, you go! We they got it! They got a, they got got a, a chance!
2: All right. Coachable! All right, like, All right coachable. Yep. this is good. <laughs> We're coachable. going to win the
0: Super Bowl. We <laughs> appreciate. It. By the way, we make zero dollars from John Deere. This is just uh, from our life experiences, uh-huh. what we have been able to realize on decision-making processes and on. Uh, we, have, it's great to hear that, man. There's no, there's no wonder why success just follows you around, yeah. Alec. You're the man. Good luck yeah. with the Colts. We're lucky to have you, ladies and gentlemen. Alec Pierce.
5: Yeah, yeah. That's, That's right. right.
0: That's right. We've had a great couple hours. In... Yeah, there we go. Hey. How about what
7: it, up, Bruce? Bruce?
0: Right. Bruce? Nailed it. Clap for himself, too. I like that. A little self <laughs> self recognition. That's the best type of self love, is the best type of love. We're proud of you, Bruce. To my left, you're right on the screen, AJ Hawk. We appreciate you, AJ. Hey, AJ. Oh. Toxic tables here at Nick Moraldo at Boston Connor with no O on the back end of Connor.
3: No. Mustangs forever. What? Try to put my O. There's the there. Mustangs. Go on. Like palm? There's no O in that. Yeah, but you cut the O in half. Who was your favorite T- teacher th- takes there? Takes the U A- and the M. Ah, you know, I lo- I didn't really like any of the teachers. We were teacher guys. You would get that if you went to palm, but, you
0: know. Uh, valid, <laughs> Valid. Actually, pretty valid. Yeah. Now, I think... I think Diggs had a good relationship with What students. about the
3: one
8: guy that was having sex with students? What? Your guy? That one was your guy?
0: Guy. guy. what are you talking about? One guy. It was guy. just one guy? Yeah, on. just one. Yeah, yeah, just one.
8: Yeah, just one. I multiple bit, teachers.
0: You're a little bit younger. Did you know Ezekiel?
3: So actually, it's funny you say that. Ezekiel was two grades below me. Uh, but I unfortunately didn't know Elrod because I hear that he was kind of the stud of the family.
0: You're not from Plum you hear me well don't claim it
3: stop it right now now's
0: not the time things are going well and right now we don't need we're in boston connor don't need you to bring it up
3: that's a fugaze. has been for years who did you shout that.
0: out was there a country you shouted out a couple weeks ago too? Oh. oh china
3: is that the one you're talking about yeah yeah the forbidden city yeah. sure yeah i remember that i was there you still in love or no not really We'll see what happens though. They might be able to turn it around.
0: Oh, well, maybe, huh?
3: Maybe.
0: Tone Diggs is here. Uh one half of the Hamilton <laughs> Cowboys. What? AJ, real quick. I don't think they'll be able to turn The uh it's going to take a while, I think. It'll take a while, maybe. Yeah,
3: time. Time. time.
0: <laughs> Why you, you punish me? me? To be honest, going into four, the last 45 minutes for a 4-day weekend, this is Probably exactly how your office does it going into a long weekend. <laughs> this show ain't going to be worth a fuck for this last hour. And yeah, we terrible. do apologize. We we appreciate everybody for, you know, kind of enjoying the afternoon with us. But you might as well go ahead and move on somewhere else. AJ, you think <laughs> that there is UFOs everywhere now, every day. You hear that? Yes. How do you feel? You excited about some, this?
8: Well, some of the videos, they trick you, though. Some of the videos are like 10 years old. Some of them are somewhat current. No. So, yes, like I said, I need cool show me all the crafts you want i need to see it up close i want to see some kind of bean or see what is what is inside of these things i'm pretty sure
0: that what we are seeing is other places drones yeah they're flying these drones in there just like we yeah. have and then
8: But shoot one down then we can shoot anything down
0: i do believe it probably has some sort of uh force field yeah, yeah. because the off the what are those called out in the middle of the ocean? Carriers, uh, aircraft. aircraft carriers. They said that the one that was following them, their anti-drone defense, nothing, and they were just they were just moving faster than the missiles were. Mm-hmm. So. It's kind of a game of hide and seek, and they're right in plain sight, and we can't see shit. You know, it's a little bit tough to do that when everybody seems to be smarter than us. Why are they here? Why does it seem to be so prevalent and ready, happening every single night? Who knows? Maybe we're on a precipice of finding
4: out. Let's not shoot them, Uh, because you never know they could have the rule "do not fire unless fired upon." So we don't mm-hmm. want to start True. anything like that.
0: Yeah, we do not want them to see the whites of our eyes. That's correct. Yeah. That's right. So Still keep your them. eyes closed when you're walking up to them, because mm-hmm. if you open your eyes, they see the whites of your
4: eyes, they're gonna shoot you. Plus, they're on. They have the higher ground. which you know in in war if you're running up the hill it is much harder to fight hey some of
0: these things yeah higher ground good spot to be some of these things like a thousand g's they're pulling they would if it was if it was yeah we
4: can't explain
8: how they're moving and they're showing like no propulsion all that
0: yeah so it's yeah it's so
8: different i don't know we need
0: to see more and then people say well it's from another country it's like well if another country has something that's able to pull a thousand g's we're fucked yeah Yeah. If, if if another country they were there we are completely either way we should be trying to find out Who's the, who's the creator of the 1,000-G pooling thing that can just go any direction and not leave any gas? Chris cats? Angel. Could be Chris Definitely. Angel. Definitely. Somebody get Chris Angel in a fucking investigation room and see if this is him or not. Uh, let's move on. Coach Sirianni has made news because of an incredible situation that had taken place on the courts. Shout-out to EliteSportsNY.com. We assume this is a Giants fan's website, but don't you dare wear Giants gear to Nick Sirianni's local park. A WFAN caller alleged Thursday he almost threw down with Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni while playing tennis at Centennial Park in Haddonfield, New Jersey. Peter from Mapleshade regaled? regaled? Morning Show host Boomer Esiason and Greg Giannotti with the tale saying Sirianni got upset because he, a Bronx native, was wearing a Giants cap along with a Yankees t-shirt. Mr. Mapleshade, real name, says he was playing on the court adjacent to Sirianni and his wife when the kerfuffle occurred. He goes, hey, I have a problem with what you're wearing, the caller said. And I go, listen, bro, if you have a problem, you come over here and do something about it. The caller claimed Sirianni said he had a problem with someone wearing a Giants cap on these courts in Centennial Park. (laughs) Sirianni also allegedly repeated the, said the Giants and head coach Brian Dayball suck. Whoa, I question that part. Okay, so who knows if Sirianni is talking shit to, Mr. Maple Shade, mm-hmm. about Day Bowl and the Giants sucking as a whole. But it sounds like he was getting a little riled up, seeing all the Giants gear around yeah. him in Centennial Park in New Jersey. He said, no more of this bullshit. And I'll come slap you right in the mouth. Now, is this true? Is this not true? Let's go right to the source. Uh, Send out a few texts, pulled a few favors. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us, Coach Sirion Yeah, Coach! Woo! Coach? How you guys doing, Pat? Coach, great to see you. You hear me? Great to see you, Coach. I hope life is good. We have missed you. You look fantastic. You look well rested, which I think is a surprise to all of us. But I would like to ask you straight up, Coach Girioni, is this true? And do you go around looking at people wearing Giants caps and shirts and just smack them in the mouth all the time and say this is an Eagles town around here? You
10: know it's funny, Pat, because a lot of people think you know the term "dog mentality" is just like a fun little catchphrase. Okay, I fucking live my life that way. Okay, I am all bite, no bark. Okay, so when you hear "dog mentality," yeah, this guy comes into my neighborhood. He's in my city. He's in my park. He's wearing Giants gear. I just said, "Hey, listen, pal, you will know, Peter from Maple Shade. That's his real name. Take the hat off. Or I'm gonna knock your fucking teeth out." And you know, apparently, he had a problem with it. I, I I didn't see the
8: issue with it. Coach, with what, this caller says that he obviously wanted to fight you. What happened? We don't know how this, this whole thing ended. Well, I think he probably
10: knew that, you know, once I beat his ass on that tennis court, his wife was probably going to be coming home with me. So, you know, what <laughs> I mean, no more, no more pickleball or tennis with the wife, you know. When you see coach throwing down and, you know, knocking a couple of your teeth out, not only do you look like a bitch-made cat, but you're now you don't have a wife anymore. You know, <laughs> I,
0: I, coach... <laughs> Any further thoughts on the NFC East being wide open? They just signed Scary Terry to Washington. We haven't got your thoughts about that. The, the Obviously, the Giants and Daniel Jones yep. coming together, even though the fan is uh, running his mouth to you. And let's not, the Cowboys got Dak back. Are you okay in the NFC East with all the, the recent moves that have been happening? Yeah, who cares? Um, you know, AJ said, I don't think he said, I did say that. The
10: Giants do fucking suck. You know, Brian Dable goes to the Rangers games, and everyone loves him because he's, you know, drinking beer, sitting in the front row. Well, let's see how much he's laughing and having a good time when I'm shoving the football down his throat, you know, for 60 consecutive minutes, because it's going to happen twice this year. Uh, Carson Wentz is a quarterback for the Commanders, so that's great that guy got Scary Terry, but we do not fear that, man. He has no doubt. <laughs> <alley>. Everyone knows <laughs> dog mentality and um, I'll be honest the Cowboys do scare me a little bit because as you guys have talked about on the show Coach Mike McCarthy has lost about 150 pounds so I think he is you know he's he's ripped, roaring and rearing ready to go because again we, we made the playoffs last year okay it looks like Coach Sirianni isn't just some big dumb dipshit looks like he knows how to coach football okay so give me another year give Jalen another year give our dogs another year to kind of develop that mentality and let that seed sprout up and grow like we talked about last year uh I see no reason why we can't win the Super Bowl
0: uh Jason Kelsey is serving drinks on the shore for a good cause how do you feel about your center you know chugging beers slinging beers and everything like that coach yeah, he's a
10: dog. Uh, you know, he basically he he is what we are looking for in a football player. He's a dog on the football field. He's a mean cuss, a mean somethin'. He can drink beers like no other. Okay, so so yeah, I mean, what what's not to love about Jason Kelsey? I mean, his brother's a great athlete. He's a great athlete. We may line him up at tight end this year. I don't know. A little little, you know, taste test for uh, for everybody else in the NFC this year. If you see Jason Kelsey, lying, we may him my wide. I don't know. Wow. He's Jay. Very, very accurate this year because I've been working a lot with him and kind of developing him, bringing him along. Uh, there's really nothing not to like about the Eagles going into the 2022-2023 NFL football season.
0: How's your tennis game? Was that guy talking shit on your tennis game or just the Eagles and Giants it stayed off the court?
10: No, I mean, you see Wimbledon going on right now. I'll, I'll beat Joker's ass, too. You you do not want my forehand. You do not want my backhand. When I get out the serve with the topspin, <laughs> ball game over. Ball game over, okay? <laughs> so uh, I didn't have my racket on me. You know, I was kind of just walking around and making sure that, you know, guys weren't wearing Giants hats in my territory. He was, and uh, we know what happened.
0: You know, I threatened to beat his ass and kind of embarrassed him, so. You cut you out him, which mm-hmm. is a dog thing to do. Uh, Connor Boston. Connor has a question for you, coach.
3: Yeah. Coach, how is uh, a J Brown, you know, taken to the team. And also how is the uh, big guy out of Georgia uh, Jordan Davis D Lyman doing with the squad? Yeah, he looks good. He looks good. He's
10: very, very nimble. He's like a big dancing bear. And uh, once again, I'm not talking about the dancing bear AJ that you're probably thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> I know where, what you're getting at. Um, yeah, I mean, we were already the best team in the NFC East, and then we get AJ Brown, we get another year of Jalen, we get the big athletic some bitch Jordan Davis. Um, again, honestly, I I don't even know if the guys need to show up for training camp. I really don't. You know, we we might we might just you know have some like fun dog type uh, building activities uh, this year instead. Dog building. <laughs> Dog building
0: activity. What are some dog building? What are some dog building activities? Is that like push ups on cement and fist. And what what are some other Fish. dog building mentalities?
10: You could do that. I've only been eating kibbles and bits for the last three months. Right, That's the only eat. So you know a lot of it is diet based. Um, you know, <laughs> pissing and pooping just wherever we want. You know, right? but a parking lot and it's just like, hey, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna take a shit right here. I'm gonna go uh you know that kind of stuff that just kind of really reinforces that dog mentality that we're looking for
8: coach how many games are you gonna win this year 15
0: <laughs> you're gonna win the Super Bowl it sounds like you thought of that sounds like you've 15, thought of this yeah
10: 15 that's that's probably um the light side to be honest with you that's just me not i don't want to put too much of a you know an x on my back but yeah uh let's say 15 we'll probably
0: get home field advantage
10: probably be the first overall seed and yeah i wouldn't be where is the super bowl this year doesn't fucking
0: matter. phoenix we'll tim phoenix are you are you coach of the <laughs> year
10: am i you know what, uh, I should have won Coach of the Year last year. They didn't want to give it to me, so, um, you know, fuck them. I don't care. Am I the Coach of the Year? Yeah. Am I the Coach of the Century? Maybe. Uh, you know, <laughs> I guess we'll find out.
0: Last question for you, Coach, before we let you go. We know you got a lot of uh, puppies uh, to tend to in that dog mentality world that you're in. and. Obviously, we're incredibly, incredibly proud of the off-season that you have had, Coach, alongside your wife. What do you think about the hot dog eating contest as a whole? Joey Chestnut looking to win, I, I believe, his uh, uh, 15th or 16th title, uh, 4th of July in the hot dog eating contest. Will you watch that? And how do you judge uh, uh, Joey Josh Chestnut against all the other professional eaters? I mean, it's tough
10: because Jaws is going to beat the hell out of everybody again. There's almost no point in why. I, do. I, I will take you know, the, the dunking the hot dog in the room temperature water technique. I will probably kind of see what he's doing to, to maybe take that into his speech this year. My uh my pick to click, my, my underdog this year, watch out for Eric Badlands Booker, okay? He is a mean cuss. He weighs about 800 pounds. If we're just talking pound for pound how many hot dogs he could eat, um, he, he could probably eat like one or two thousand in the five minutes. <laughs> he's, just, he's worried about, he's got very high cholesterol. So he, <laughs> needs, he needs to be kind of toned down a little bit. But look for Eric Badland Booker to really give Joey Chestnut a run for his money. All
0: right, we appreciate you, Coach. We know you're very busy. We uh, thank you for your time. We miss you around here. Can't wait to see you soon. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Cereal. Yeah, thank Coach! Thank you, Football. joining us now is an absolute icon in the world an icon living he could say last time he was on our power went out mm. in the middle of the interview for the entire building out of nowhere because he was so goddamn electric mm. obviously he's a screenwriter he's a producer he's executive producer he's an actor he's a musician he's a legend he's the founder of the big three ladies and gentlemen ice cube yeah, yeah, dude. Dude. Woo, woo.
6: yo what up pat how y'all feeling man
0: Cube, fucking so sorry about the power just going out mid-interview. That is not the, you know, what we would like to have whenever a legend like yourself is on the show, sir.
6: It's all good, you know, it happens. You know what I mean we're electric like that. <laughs> Woo! Uh
0: got a chance to catch some of the big three this past weekend. Obviously you're two weeks in. How's the season going thus far? Are you guys seeing good upside with all the different platforms? You're on, I believe, Paramount, Paramount Plus. The zone has some games. There's it's basically being seen everywhere. How you feeling going into this fifth season here, sir?
6: Oh, we feel great. Uh, you know, the the, the play has gotten better. You know, our ratings are growing. Here we go. Um, you know, we're doing You know, better than a lot of leagues that's been established, you know what I'm saying, Uh, MLS, MLB, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of cool to, to, you know, to really be in the game and and for people to be checking us out, loving the sport and uh, picking up on it
8: you ever think about uh branching off and having like a special exhibition where you have people like you i know adam sandler has the the movie out with guys that play basketball that are musicians actors entertainers and, and putting a little tournament on like that celebrity big
6: three uh not really you know what <laughs> i mean um, just doing the real league is hard enough so the celebrity thing they do a lot of that uh, around all-star game you know we're thinking about uh doing a celebrity game doing our all-star game so you know, not a whole league, but maybe a game here and there.
0: Hey, you just mentioned uh, having good ratings and comparing yourself to MLS and MLB. The MLS just signed for $250 million with Apple. You know that? You obviously know that. 250 fucking million, Cube.
6: Yeah, I mean, Microsoft, come on, man, come on with it. We already working with it, you know what I'm saying? They ain't, they ain't cut a check like that. I mean, we could definitely use it. with new league. We need all the support we can get to uh, – you know, get us over the hump.
0: Hey, I just got this. I didn't know this was happening. I literally just got sent this. Um, The National Football League, parentheses, NFL. Okay. That's how it'll be referred to going forward. Yeah. announced today its partnership with Contract with Black America Institute, CWBA, an economic inclusion-focused initiative led by artist and entrepreneur O'Shea Jackson, also known as Ice Cube. The CWBA and NFL partnership enhances the NFL's dedication to increasing economic equity and partnerships with Black-owned businesses. The NFL has spent and allocated over $125 million targeting Black-owned businesses over the last year, bolstering its commitment to economic equity okay so first of all fucking awesome that you're doing that with the NFL follow-up do you feel pressure being the guy that the NFL is like, hey, we need to do something. Who's an incredible businessman that can help us kind of touch the culture, the community? Like, that's a big-time position for you to be sitting in, for the success and for the NFL to choose to do business. That's a big fucking deal, right? And don't you feel a lot of pressure from out there? And could you have ever expected this when you were taking a baseball bat to a motherfucker's office <laughs> uh, back when you were getting screwed over, kid? Uh
6: Well, as far as pressure, uh, no, you know, I feel privilege to be in this position, to be able to, to initiate something like this. Um, Troy Vincent and Roger Goodell, um, really came at us and said, Hey, you know, what can we do in our business to help bridge this, uh, wealth gap? And, uh, we came up with some great ideas. We connected them with some great businesses that's out there. They, um, Injected them into their, you know, chain of contracts and stuff like that, and we we want to do more in the future. Of course, we're going to be connecting them with more businesses. We want to connect with the teams too. Right now, it's just really with the uh, the main NFL, but we want to connect with all the teams. Try to do the same thing, uh, and then connect with other leagues. Uh, you know, the, the NBA should be all over this. Uh, we're trying to, you know, make sure that you know, that they are also looking at some, some people out there that can actually do the jobs that they already have being done, um, black owned businesses. So, you know, we're just trying to make sure we can do what we can with the businesses that we know rely a lot on, you know, black customers or black workers, or black audience to, uh, you know, pitch in when it comes to the things they need for their business and do some business with some of these companies
0: it sounds like that's an actual way to make the world a better place as opposed to you know just maybe yelling about stuff this is actual action were you surprised about this because i feel like the nfl gets buried a lot for this type of shit when something happens to a black player or a decision is made the nfl is immediately buried right and i know the nfl yeah. has always done a lot of like uh, we want to make it better we want to make it better as this Partnership was growing. Were you surprised by it? Like, oh shit, we're really doing this and we're really making a change or from the beginning of the entire initiation and conversation. It felt like the NFL was going to be on board regardless.
6: Well, it felt like they were going to be on board, you know, as long as we came with a with a great plan on how they can do this. You know, sometimes it's just being, you know, who you are familiar with. They've been working with a lot of companies that they've been familiar with for, you know, 100 years or whatever. And so um, you know, to, to try to inject some new blood into that um, is, you know, a process. And so they were just full steam ahead on the process. That's why we worked behind the scenes for over a year to make sure that we had some wins, to make sure we had some touchdowns, to make sure that this was in motion and not us just saying what we you wanted to, to do. do. Yeah, yeah, but, but we are, we're actually doing it every day and we're going to continue to do it, and we want other leagues, other companies, uh, you know, to jump on board with this kind of uh, thought process on how to, you know, inject some some wealth back into the communities that they depend on so much.
8: What's it been like working with uh, Roger Goodell throughout this whole process? He doesn't speak
6: to the media a whole lot, and
8: a lot of people don't get to interact with him too much. I would assume he's been pretty good with you.
6: Very cool. You know, we, we started off just kind of, you know, being cool without doing any business. You know, I met him years ago when he, you know, first took over the NFL and, you know, you know, I'm a big Raider fan, president of the Raider nation, if you didn't know that. So, uh, I'm always getting on him about, you know, the tuck rule and this and that. And so, you know, I told him, you know, move the Raiders to LA, the Chargers are gonna get booed out there. So, you know, I've always been, you know, hitting. You know hitting him up and kind of giving him my two cents just as a fan just as somebody you know who loves the nfl and love the product and so when it was time to actually do something like this it just made it easier because i already knew roger and um you know when you're sitting at the top and you say hey get something done that doesn't mean it always happens you know in a hurry but you know what i saw in roger and troy that they stayed on top of this and made sure it happened. And um, that's what we needed, you know. Um, we, we we need, you know, the people at the top to push everybody throughout the organization to make something like this happen.
0: Hey, can you uh, maybe get Goodell a feature on a Mount Westmore track? Ooh. <laughs> Going I don't know.
6: I got to check his bars, you know what I mean? I don't know how <laughs> You know, I don't know, you know, he got to have a high 16 to make it on the track, you know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> Could you imagine Goodell walking out with that
6: fucking peanut M&M's on that
0: yeah. leather chair and just, dro- I mean, that would be hysterical. Um, I'm very happy to hear this, but as soon as I read this, I did not know this was happening. And as I was reading it, I'm like, this is fucking awesome because everybody kind of gets yelled at for being all talk and no action. And then this actually happening and you saying like, yeah, we're trying to do things first before we make the announcement. Uh, incredibly fucking cool. Cube, you continue to kill fucking
6: everything. Yeah. Thank Honestly, you, bro. I appreciate that, man.
0: What's next for you, man? What are we doing next? You have movies all over the place. You're running a fucking initiative to save communities. You got Mount Westmore. Obviously, the big threes in season five. Is there anything else that the Ice Cube universe can handle at the moment?
6: Hey, you know, more touring, making music. Um, and, you know, making sure this league, you know, has a great summer. Um, like I said, we need support, you know, without a doubt. If you love the big three, support the big three. And, um, hey, you know, just continue to look for ways I can, you know, make this world a better place.
0: Well, we appreciate you, man. Thank you for coming back. Sorry our power got cut out. Can't wait to chat with you again.
6: Anytime, man, anytime. Hey, listen. Thanks. You're talking about Hot 16, you know hey
0: <laughs> Damn, i'm gone, man i right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nice yeah. uh, appreciate that good dude man he's always great on the show mm-hmm. he's been very nice to us all the time i would like to get a sponsorship into the the big three cfo yeah, phil great. let's figure that thing out that'd be awesome i would yeah the sport sustained
8: success he stayed relevant forever that's really really tough to do
0: dude he, he writes he acts he mm-hmm. raps he creates he Bridges, I mean, he, that is just what a fucking mogul that guy is, honestly. And could you have ever imagined? I bet he did. That's why he went in there and said, Fuck this guy. Uh, you are not, I can do your job better than you, yeah. and you're not going to fuck me over. Like, that is, I'm very thankful for him. All right. I'm getting the fuck out of here, okay? Because I have to. Uh, AJ Hawk and Tone Diggs, Nick Moraldo, Zito, Bruce, and I think Pirate, uh, Mitt, and Dirty <laughs> will take this thing home. You all are the best humans of all time. Uh, I don't, We already went to
3: a break, right? Yeah. 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 There you go, Bruce. There you go, Bruce. One more time, Bruce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all right. Uh, Come on.
0: AJ, please take this thing home and make sure we do a good giveaway, please. All right? Oh, yeah. Boys are
8: going to have to help with that. Have fun. Enjoy your... Smackdown tomorrow and then
0: your premium live event on Saturday. Okay, you got it. Money in the bank on Saturday, live from Vegas on the cock, Peacock. SmackDown tomorrow night in Phoenix on Fox. Then obviously on Monday, 4th of July, Joey Chestnut will attempt to stuff more hot dogs down his throat mm-hmm. than any human has ever stuffed down their throat in the past. Hell yeah. Have an incredible weekend. And remember, although we're not perfect, we should still celebrate a little bit. Cheers. Thank you. Tone digs, take this
4: some bitch away, pal. Thank you, Pat. Have hey, safe flight. Look at this
8: tone. Split screen with me and you. I've never seen this.
4: We haven't had it before, have we? No, I think I think we do it every single time that they. Yeah, pretty much
2: every time.
8: Man, I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, come up with a giveaway, Diggs. Oh no, it's on fire again son of a
2: bitch it must be the mulch out back that's been an ongoing situation here someone keeps smoking cigs and and putting their butts out in the mulch beds and then the mulch beds light on fire that's a true story sucked into the ventilation here it's i can smell it it's already filling up my lungs
4: (laughs) that's that's a true story that apparently it happened in cleveland but i thought cleveland was just doing cleveland things and the whole city was on fire but actually out back uh, this week, someone flicked a cigarette into a mulch bed and it caught all the mulch beds on fire.
8: Really? This is coming after that big fire you guys had a couple of weeks ago.
4: Yeah, right on the heels of it, which
2: is quite concerning that there is just absolutely no regard for fire safety around here. Uh, but you know,
4: we will battle, we will persist, and we will overcome. Okay, we will, and we will do a giveaway before we forget to do that. Yeah. Because that, that will happen. Um, let's do hashtag feel good Thursday. Because that's sure. what it is. PMS. PMS. Hashtag PMS Feel Good Thursday. Off to a fucking <laughs> hot start, Tone. Hashtag PMS Feel Good Thursday. We'll do that. Is that all right with you, AJ?
8: That's great. Sounds amazing. What do they got? To, what
2: do
4: yeah, they I win? Want to see know he's
2: already trending.
4: So. True. Hashtag PMS Feel Good Thursday. We'll start there. Um, Five ninety nine to ten winners is what the giveaway will be. USD. Okay. USD. And to win that, you will have to use the hashtag PMS Feel Good Thursday, um, and then. We, and include your cash tag in it.
2: Your cash up, cash tag. Cash up, cash tag.
4: And we would like you to tell us, using a GIF or a picture or or whatever you would like, your favorite uh, thing about the 4th of July. Okay. Good one. Okay. We like to stay topical around here. What's your
8: favorite thing, Diggs?
4: Okay. So, um, I now go to my wife's grandma's house. Uh, It's on a lake in south bend uh, it's close to south bend um it's actually in michigan so every four northern the, nope okay. southern michigan right on the border of indiana michigan okay. um they there's this group of dudes in a boat every year and for about five hours straight all they do is circle the lake with a ginormous american flag and just blare toby keith every year yeah
8: and what it, do people give him like, standing nose every yeah. time they come circling through yes. there?
4: Yes, yeah. And it's pretty awesome, to be honest with you. They don't what, mix do you a, does in your
2: Kid Rock all summer
4: long? No, no. Strictly strictly Toby Keith.
2: Okay. I mean, it's pretty good, but I just feel like there's a little bit of room for improvement there. Maybe <sighs> some Lee Greenwood in there, too. What's yours, H? Uh, Man, I don't know. I just think, though, everything.
8: Everything about people are juiced, people are outside, mm. fireworks, of course, I love them. Everything. i've watched people almost blow their their hands and limbs off many many times and i'm just glad it hasn't been me what are you doing for the fourth uh there's a where we're gonna there's a big uh, there's a couple of days of it like there's fireworks going on tomorrow night here the big ones in columbus they call them red white and boom Ooh, i don't think i'm going to be going to that but monday's a parade we'll get a little parade and go watch the fireworks
4: does uh general bob run around uh in his red white and blue uh banana hammock some- i mean
8: i i wouldn't be shocked bob General Bob and his family are going to stop by and come over uh, Monday during our 4th of July festivities. So, yeah, maybe I'll snap a pic and see what he's
4: wearing. How do you think he feels about the uh, USC and UCLA coming to the Big Ten? I mean,
8: Bob probably has known this for 12 months. (laughs) He probably knew this before any of us. I'm sure he loves it, man. Make it as good as you can. It's all going to be a couple super conferences, isn't it? Yeah, the rumor
4: is it's like the Big 12 and the SEC have already aligned, and then apparently the ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12 – Kind of made an agreement that they would look after each other's back. So it feels like, and there's some been some reporting on Twitter that I've seen now that it's basically going to be like two super conferences of 20 plus teams.
8: This is good though. We're gonna get see better games, right? Because normally you're only gonna play if Ohio State's playing the Big Ten. There's a couple games a year that people care about. Yeah, now, you could have a lot more games that people care about.
4: Right? Yeah, because like, listen, they had they had a few years, and so did like. But Ohio when Ohio State, Rutgers, Ohio State. Like, you know, kind of know what's going to happen. Ohio State, Northwestern, you kind of know what's going to happen. But, uh, but yeah, you would think so. You would hope so. The ACC just did away with both of their – they just made one Does big conference. Does
8: do conferences matter to you? Conferences don't really matter to me. Like, how is it going to affect people to where they're super mad? Is it only going to be the people that are, like, old school? Hey, this is what college football is. Let's win our conference. Let's go on from there?
4: I don't know. I think it's the purest – I think it's the fan bases who – love playing those schools. Yeah, it's great news if you're a big uh,
2: Power Five program or one of the big traditional powerhouses, it's a little more concerning, I would assume, if you're a middle of the road or middle tier school or even, yeah, or like a Mountain West or an AAC conference-type team. uh, You're probably gonna have a much harder road now and, and it's gonna be much harder to book good games because a lot of these great teams are gonna be playing each other within their own conference.
8: Are they ever gonna make Notre Dame join a conference though can they make them join a conference
4: i was trying to think does this help or hurt notre dame having to might join? help them
8: i don't know
1: i think this would definitely make notre dame want to join the acc because like to no, they got to split the money then man yeah which which does suck because that nbc deal is fucking huge but like what else could they really do at that point because there's gonna it's gonna turn into basically just like three super conferences the big 10 the SEC and the ACC, it seems like. Mitt,
4: you look great, by the way. What uh, happened? Mitt was in the hospital? Yeah, he went to the hospital this
8: morning.
1: Yeah, I had to make sure I didn't have an eye infection. Uh, I can't be getting other people sick in here, obviously. I scratched my cornea. I don't have no idea how. I don't know. It just they didn't give him an
4: eye patch, which is kind of fucking disturbing.
1: Eh, I don't need one, dude.
4: Yeah, I think you do. Wait, what happened? Did you just wake up and it hurt?
1: Yeah, I just woke up and it hurt really bad. So then I was like, oh, shit, I got to make sure I don't have an infection.
4: Ooh, I mean, okay, so we have breaking <sighs> news. Sorry, Mitt. But Nick was getting my attention because we do have breaking news. Now, this is right up our alley, especially for us two and Nick and everyone else left here. Um, Kevin Durant from Sham Kevin Durant has requested a trade out of Brooklyn. Wow. Okay. Now, was he doing this? Hmm. Does he hate Kyrie? That's how everyone's
8: going to take it, right? Isn't that what you initially think? That
4: was my first thought. You have
2: to because I thought the whole point of Kyrie opting back in was –
4: That he was sticking to his word that he he was going to do this with KD.
2: Exactly, and then people say, oh, well, KD, we can – crush those trade rumors he'll be sticking around now Did people just assume that without actually investigating or reporting I, on anything
4: Mid, i heard you let out an audible oh, when you read this <laughs> um what are your thoughts on this because it seems like you have a thought
1: i just think this is absolutely fucking crazy obviously uh kd leaving after Kyrie saying man i can't leave my dog seven uh referring to kevin durant or wanting to leave i guess after that I just think this is wild. I mean, Kevin Durant, he's still a top four or five player in the league yes. for sure, yes. like undoubtedly. So, I just i just think this is awesome and wild.
8: AJ? Hey, can Kyrie opt back out now? No, but he can. Request um, a trade. Request a, a trade
1: as
4: well.
8: So um, what, okay, so did Steve, uh, Steve Nash, the head coach of this team, good luck. How do you keep
4: these personalities together? But
8: did Steve Nash know this would happen?
4: I have not. I assume. You know what? I think this is probably Ben Simmons' fault. Huh. why is that i just i mean anywhere he goes uh, the locker room falls apart age where would
8: kevin durant go though where is he they don't have to mm-hmm. trade him he can request one that doesn't mean they have to oh, i it.
4: know connor's been pushing for boston hard Psh,
3: yeah.
1: to the fucking lakers dude Kay. what do you mean yeah, yeah. Mitch
3: pushing for the
4: lakers maybe hard.
3: a homecoming oklahoma city get the face turn that he's kind of wanted after the warriors run
4: yeah they stink though
3: what about to join
4: zion the Bulls, maybe? Oh, Chicago. Z, there was a pull mm. down when the whole yeah. Kyrie stuff was happened. Uh, I know bull the Bulls down. fans were pushing hard for that. <laughs> Did you say pull down, pull yeah. down. Yeah, Z a uh, diehard Bulls fan. Hell
8: yeah! Are you really Z?
0: I honestly do believe that we could make something like this happen for sure.
8: Why wouldn't you? I mean, I don't know how the salary caps work in the NBA and all
0: that, but I would imagine yeah. Is Zach Levine gone
8: him? or is he still there?
0: Um, my close sources said that he's going to stay. Okay. <laughs> but other than that, though, everyone's saying he's gone. But- Who's your source?
4: Can't say. By the way, uh, when you go to that shot, Mitt, um, are all three of you wearing the new Nike uh, for the Brand hats? Sure as hell are. <laughs> go yeah, get those at right. Pat, Um, We're wrapping up the show now. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Bruce?
2: Bruce, you're on thin fucking ice Bruce, today, what are Bob? you laughing at? Uh, I don't I mean, know, we Bruce. Were ridiculous. We we're just three wide <laughs> with the same
4: hat on. <laughs> um, reminder of the giveaway hashtag pms feel good thursday okay that's yes. the number sign pound sign hashtag pms feel good thursday um make sure you tweet your cash app mm-hmm. um and your favorite thing about july 4th okay make it feel good too we don't want any feel bads. okay yeah, you like
2: hot dogs We you <laughs> like independence or you like ice cold beers um, like fireworks? Uh, any of it. All of it.
4: What? And uh ten winners will win five hundred ninety nine dollars. Uh but Phil just texted me that the uh, white uh Nike for the brand hats are sold out. So that's how hot they are. Oh so we'll get back to that. There'll be more Was fun.
8: Connor supposed to wear one earlier?
4: I don't know. Can't tame his flow, unfortunately. No, no, so. no, no, you can't. Um, but it's an incredible week. We can't thank you enough, AJ, anything before we get out of here.
8: No, you know the clock seconds. better than me, so I'll let you sign us off here in thirty seconds, twenty five left, it sounds like. I'll see you guys on, uh, I guess, Tuesday, right? We're going to be off for a little bit. Uh, I hope you guys have a great 4th of July, man.
4: Yeah, off tomorrow, off uh, Monday, so we could celebrate the holiday. Um, Everyone come back
8: with all their fingers, all their limbs, and we'll have a great Tuesday.
4: Yes, everyone, just make sure. You know, you could get wild over the 4th of July weekend, but don't get too wild, okay? Don't get too wild. That's what we like to say around here. We will see you on Tuesday. See you then.